Hello and welcome to Our Life in Horror. We are a horror movie podcast with a gore-filled side of news, physical media, and everything spooky. My name is Brennan, a horror addict since birth, and with me always is my horror queen, Sam. But Sam is taking uh, some time off from the podcast, but you guys can still find us on Instagram, uh, TikTok, and now X instead of Twitter. Um, We're also on Patreon, where uh, we do bonus episodes and after-hour pods. Uh, we do polls. We also have a community Discord that everyone's involved with. We share movies and talk about what's coming out, what's old that we've seen, and everything we like. And we also do welcome our Patreon members on to a, um, a Patreon party episode every once in a while where we discuss uh, top fives, franchises. Or I know the franchise is coming up next, so that's going to be fun and exciting. But instead of having Sam with me here, we have our good friend Bo from Critic After Dark. Hello, Bo. Hello. Thanks for having me again. Of course. Awesome. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Same as always. Watching tons of movies and watching tons of movies. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I know. It's crazy because we were just at your place about, what, like three hours ago? Yeah, maybe three four hours ago, and we were talking for probably about an hour there, too. Yeah, I know. Gosh, your puppy is adorable. Yeah, I know. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. We got lucky with his cuteness. Oh, yeah. Our boys are all Yeah, whenever he does something bad, I can't even hard, I can't even punish him because he just looks at you with his like, cute little puppy eyes. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> you put you, you're like, no, and then two seconds later, like, oh, come here. <laughs> I, feel, I, I hear you with bruce on that one too it's the same thing <laughs> um so let's get into well what have you been watching you've been watching tons of movies uh yeah actually i i haven't been watching a lot that a lot of people would have a lot of interest in i've been digging deep into the history of like some old classic Shaw Brothers martial arts films. And, oh, my God, I've watched probably about somewhere around 50 in the last month. And I have never seen any of them. So I've just been doing, like, a deep dive. I picked up, like, a whole bunch of the box sets. And Arrow Video has been on, like, a streak of just release after release of these classic movies. So I've been picking those up and checking them out. And I... I absolutely love martial arts. I thought I was a huge martial arts fan until I went back and started watching these classic ones. And I realized that I, I, I've been missing out. Like the old ones are better than the new ones. It's, it's just crazy. Oh, really? I'll get into that sometime on my channel. Eventually I might start ranking some old, some martial arts year by year just for fun. Okay. <laughs> That'd be cool. So what uh what year are you in horror for now? Because you're you're ranking each uh each year for horror currently on your Instagram page. Yeah, I finished 2010, so I just have to do my last couple posts to finish it off, and then I'm gonna do a post that does the whole decade, and my wife is gonna post hers on her page on uh, Miss Critic Mrs. Critic After Dark, and she's gonna post her top 25 of the decade. And I'll do my top 25 of the decade. And then I'm already halfway through 2009. I've watched uh, about 35 movies from 2009. 
that I have ranked. I usually do about 50 of everything, obviously all the biggest name ones. And then I, I dig deep into like the unknowns and I watch a ton of those to see if there's any hidden gems. Usually there isn't. And I end up with just watching like 20 of the shittiest movies you could ever watch, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I've seen them now, so good enough. But yeah, then I just rank the 25 best that I think of out of the 50 I watch. Yeah, because you're hitting the old thousands now, so that's going to be uh, interesting. Yes. It's hard to kind of pinpoint what the old thousands was all about. Oh, it, it's it's brutal. Like 2010, I just I'm finishing up now, and there wasn't a ton. And I'm finding that the beginning of each decade, if you go back and look, like the beginning of the 90s, beginning of the, not the 80s, the beginning of the 80s was actually pretty stacked, but the beginning of every decade, it really, it's like the Hollywood's trying to reinvent itself at, at the beginning of each decade. And it's very slow, like for 2010 and 11, my top 25 included some pretty, pretty like, turdy movies like not a lot of people would have liked yeah a lot of but it's uh it's it's getting better now like 2009 i'm working on and honestly i could probably do like a top 50 like there is a there is a lot of pretty good movies in 2009 it, it shocked me even yeah. a ton i hadn't seen oh nice so, yeah so i'm just gonna work i had to cut back how much i was doing because I knocked off both. What did I start at? Twenty twenty two. So I I knocked off twelve years, and in about eight months. And if you add that up, twelve times about fifty. <laughs> that's a lot of horror movies yeah, in about is. eight months. <laughs> so I had to kind of cut it back, and that's why I've been jumping into some other genres and just watching some other stuff. And, I was thinking about maybe starting to write reviews instead of ranks for the other movies I watch because I watch so many movies. Why not review the best I to the best of my abilities all the movies I watch? And who knows if someone ever a lot of them people probably have never heard of, so they read the review and like it, they might go out and check it out. Yeah, of course. We used to do that. Well, we should be doing it more on our Instagram page too, but we we've fallen off of it pretty hard. But that's what we started with, right? Was movie reviews there? Yes, yeah, and it's it's fun. Like I enjoy writing the reviews. I I've actually written out quite a few of them, and then I just never post them because I just you never feel they're good enough. <laughs> that's my problem. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I like, but then at the end of the day, I'm not a writer. I'm just writing my personal opinion. So who cares, right? Well, yeah, exactly. You just do the best you can, and and uh, gives people an idea of what's out there a lot of the releases most like i said no most people have never even heard of a lot of the movies that i watch so it'd be it'd be interesting to see if anybody uh else has seen them or has even written a review about on them. like that's that's the crazy part a lot of those old martial arts movies like i was talking about that you can't even find a review like nobody has ever even written a review on the yeah. internet anywhere because they're so obscure so yeah be fun but yeah you... i'm gonna knock off 2009 and then just slowly work my way through the 2000s because it is a stacked decade like you said it'll it'll be hundreds upon hundreds of movies it'll probably take me a year just to do the 2000s oh yeah 
Yeah. But then once I hit the nineties, it's kind of golden from there. Like the, there's not a lot in the nineties each. There's, there's a lot of top movies, but there's not a lot for each year. Like you look, you go to like 99, 98, there's maybe 15 that are worthy of a watch for each year. So I'm going to have to drop my top 25, probably down to like a top 10 because I don't want to watch that many crappy movies. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just too much. <laughs> the nineties is an interesting decade. Like, I don't really know, like besides the classics and various sequels that came out, I don't really like, don't really know too many other ones. That's the truth. Like it's honestly like you got the big name beasts, like all the, like some of the greatest horror movies of all time come out of the nineties. To be honest, like things like Scream, and, and uh, even lesser movies that aren't quite horror, like The Sixth Sense and mm-hmm. and uh, stuff like that. Right? Like th- those. Some of those movies are so big, but yet if you go on lists and you go like ten movies in, you haven't even heard of them anymore. Like you're getting into stuff like Subspecies Eight. Oh, in yeah, space. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it gets it gets really <laughs> crazy but yeah it'll be fun though because i haven't seen a lot like that's i'm looking forward to hitting the 90s because i other than the big name movies because of my age i was like between 10 and 15 in the 90s so i didn't i wasn't really big into movies when i was a teenager because it was all about going outside and playing and that, the 90s it wasn't about sitting in the house and <laughs> having all this stuff at your fingertips so I haven't seen a lot of them, so I'm looking forward to that decade. It's gonna be fun. Nice, I am too. Um, but that being said, what kind of movies have you collected lately? Ah, uh, I'll just name a couple. Actually, I I picked up the Enter the Video Store Empire of Streams limited edition from Arrow, and that was my biggest purchase. One I was looking forward to the most because in that box set there was only there was only one movie of the five that I had actually seen before, and that was Cellar Dweller. Have you ever seen that one? No, I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. it. Yeah, I watched an old DVD copy of it last year, and it, it was pretty bad quality. So I was really happy to see Arrow putting this in their Blu-ray update. And and it, it's a pretty cool movie. Like, it gets a lot of hate, but it's really interesting. It's like a comic book style where someone's writing the pictures or drawing the pictures and they're coming to life as it's happening kind of thing. Okay. And, and the, so the creature design is really cool. And, and it, I, I like the movie. It's really low budget, but the other four are sound pretty cool too. Like dolls I've never seen and I've heard it's pretty good. Yeah. I have that one. I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I've always heard that it's a decent one. Then you got the dungeon master, which I have no clue. I, don't even know what that is you got a movie called arena which i don't know and then here's one that i've been really looking forward to is robot jocks and it's basically a giant robot done before cg so i'm looking forward to seeing just how good they could do it like with uh practical effects yeah using a giant robot like that and it isn't miniatures either it's like uh, I, I'm not sure how they do it because I haven't watched the special features yet. I'm going to watch the movie first, but I'm pretty sure they don't use miniatures and it's all like handcrafted suits. And I, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. So I'm going to deep dive into that. Don't That's they... all I've really picked up. 
that is worth mentioning. Like, I got all the new releases, obviously. Like, you do too, right? All the new stuff that comes out. Yeah, that was pretty much my list that I was about to go through. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'll let you mention those ones. But I'll mention two more pre-orders that I just got, because I don't know if people know that these popped up. But yeah. one of them was, uh, I just pre-ordered, it's called Todd Browning's Sideshow Shockers from Criterion Collection. And it's all like pre-code uh, 1927 and up to 1932 horror movies, including um, the big one, the big name is Freaks. Okay, with, yeah. Yeah, which has, I don't think, um, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure it's never had a Blu-ray release before this. I it, don't think so. I think it's getting the 4K treatment, is it not? Uh, I'm I'm I don't know I if I don't know about that but this collection is only Blu-ray and it comes Freaks is the reason why I pre-ordered it because it's that movie's so hard to come by and I'm pretty sure it will probably sell out pretty quickly especially from Criterion right and it also comes with two of Todd Browning's other movies one's called The Unknown which is also supposed to be really good I've never seen and then the other one was a lost film that had never been put on any format and it's called the mystic from 1925 so i'm really excited about that because i I love the lost films where like you know not hardly anybody's seen it right yes this is really cool to watch those but yeah that's the one first thing i pre-ordered and that just went up about two days ago so if you don't get your pre-order in soon you probably will end up paying double for that one if you (laughs) (laughs) which is annoying more (laughs) yeah and then the other one I just pre-ordered is from a new boutique label called Film Masters. And um, they, they, this is their first release, and it's a Blu-ray, brand new, like, 4K scan of the giant Gila monster and the Killer Shrews together, which are two 50s uh, monster movies. Okay. And they've never gotten any sort of Treat good treatment either any updated scans so it's this new labels I'm, I'm interested to see what they do going forward because those are pretty obscure titles that i never thought would see you like i never thought you'd be able to own them basically so yeah i pre-ordered that as well and that that pre-ordered went up a couple weeks ago so i'm looking forward to that that's the one where they use uh like uh like a big iguana for the the creature yes. right yeah yep and then for the Killer Shrews, I'm pretty sure they put uh, like little costumes on dogs. <laughs> I'm not 100% positive on this, but I'm pretty sure they put like little worm costumes on dogs. So it, that's how, that's the best they could do back then, right? But yeah. it looks like giant worms killing people. But yeah, so mm-hmm. those are the two things I just pre-ordered. I thought I'd mention it in case anybody didn't know it was coming and would like to get out there and get those pre-orders in before you miss out. Okay, cool. Um, let me see. My pickups for this week, I still have not run through them all yet, but I'll run through another small handful for this week. I uh, Let me see. I'll, I'll talk about the things that I got from you. I got Sisu, which is uh, what, what is it? Norwegian exploitation f- action film? Yes, yeah. I believe. Looked good. Yeah, it does. It looks action-packed and 
gory as hell. Um, I also we got the Black Demon, based off the, I think Mexican, the Mexican mythos of the giant great yeah. white shark. Yes, yeah, it was Mexican. I watched that one. Yeah, I know. I've heard it's really bad from quite a few different sources. So it it was yeah, it wasn't the greatest. The trailer held so much promise to it too. It's kind of upsetting. I know, and it, honestly, it's the shark looks good. Everything's done good. It's just the storyline's just not interesting. It's boring. Yeah, that's the thing I hated. I think. Have you watched Renfield yet? Because that's my next one. I'm gonna bring up. Yes, I did. Thoughts on that one? Um, Nicholas Cage is phenomenal as all always, but way too action heavy i would say and like it's not scary at all it's literally just like to be honest it's nicholas cage's movie <laughs> the yeah. rest of the people everyone else kind of sucks in it it's just all about him like his performance was the best part by far and mm-hmm. the, like the story the action scenes are just ridiculous like have you seen malignant from a couple years ago oh yeah um, you know the part where it kind of turns into the Matrix, yeah, and it just goes, he goes banana. It's kind of like that, but just not as good. Like it in Malignant, that part is awesome. Like it's cool, but in this, it just feels forced or something. I don't know. You have to watch it and judge it for yourself because it, like, who knows? It might hit a different type of audience. It just wasn't for me. But I love Nicolas Cage. He's possibly my favorite actor of all time, so he uh, he always gets gets the nod from me. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely I, check it out. I, I want to watch it just even for like the intro alone because I know the intro is like the black and white. Uh, yes, getting the Dracula like. Oh, it's it's cool that the imagery is awesome. Uh, yeah. That I can say it's just the storyline, not so much, but the imagery, even the sound is all good. It's it's a well made movie. It's just the storyline's a bit cheesy. Okay. Um, we both picked this up today, which is Bo was afraid. Yes. We Thank finally, you for yeah, we finally managed to get our hands on that one. I know. I, I was so happy when you found that because it's literally like I have to have that movie in my collection. It's not even allowed not to be there. Yeah. So, and I really didn't want to have to pay all the import fees and everything. So. I'm happy you found that for me. That's awesome. Appreciate yeah. it. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that too. But I know. wait for my wife on that. Yeah, no, same same with me and Sam too. I think we're gonna try to cram it in next week or the week after. It'll be it'll be in here somewhere. It's like two and a half hours long, so it's gonna have to be a weekend. For sure. Yeah, it's a beast. Joaquin Phoenix always gives it his best, so I'm expecting the performances to all be great and. Ari Aster, like, how do you, I don't, like, after Hereditary and Midsommar, or Midsommar, or however you pronounce it, it, that is, those two movies are so good and well-made, like, even if you don't like the storylines, they're just well-made, very quality movies, so they, I'm expecting a lot from it, I have my hope, I have high hopes, but who knows. Yeah, I know, I do too. Um, I got one more pickup here, which is another pickup I got today, which is I I went ahead and I got Van Helsing on 4K. 
Nice. Yeah. I have that too. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I, yeah. I love Van Helsing, even though it's cheesy as fuck. I know the same. I think it's just because like I grew up with it, like when it first came out, and I have like the original DVD release. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, I had ah. that too. I had like a lenticular cover where it changed the DVD when you moved it. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I got rid of it years ago because I just ran out of space as a collector, as all collectors know. But yeah, it's uh, I I love Van Helsing, and it gets a lot of hate too. Oh, and I it's, know. It's cheesy, but it's it's good. I know it's so much fun. That's what I think about it. I think, like even back in the day, I thought the special effects were like really held up. I don't know how they still managed to, but. I, I think it probably would still look pretty good, except for maybe I can still remember a couple of things that probably doesn't don't hold up very well. But yeah, I'm excited for it. I really want to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. You do you have the 4K set up yet? You're still no. waiting on. Yeah, yeah you gotta get. Not. You gotta get there, man. It's so good. I know. It's just it's a lot of Especially money to dump into it. I know it, it's a lot to get started. It took me like three years. I basically just bought one item at a time until i could get there but the next gen video game system is where you got to start basically and yeah. then you have you have your it's cheaper than buying a 4k player and all that stuff so and 4ks are all region free so you don't have to worry about region locks and stuff all 4k discs are region free which is nice but uh uh yeah i started at well, i got an xbox first and then my disc drive stopped working on the xbox okay. and it like it pissed me off less than a year after i bought it the disk drive start stopped working i sent it in they sent it back stopped working again so i was just like fuck it so i bought a ps5 <laughs> 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 like fuck you yeah so now i my ps5 has been working fine so that's pretty that's pretty much my game plan is to go with the next gen video game system then the tv yep. And then yep. I I want a really good sound setup because like that's like that's like one of the things that the 4Ks are known for too is their sound yes. upgrades, especially on newer movies because a lot of the newer movies don't look that much better than the Blu-ray, but the sound quality is a massive upgrade. Like I noticed it on my stereo, it's crazy the difference. Like I I don't know if you've ever watched a Blu-ray and the voices seem a little too low, and then the action scenes feel like they just blew all your speakers. Oh, for sure. Yeah, well, 4K doesn't have that. So the voices are nice and high and leveled out properly. Like, it just feels like they put more work into the release. It's really good. And the surround sounds insane. It's freaking crazy. I finally got my final my back speakers. So I, I just had a baby, a cheap surround system from, like, years and years ago. So I slowly upgraded each speaker one at a time. Mm-hmm. And then just got rid of my old ones. But they now i just got my back speakers to like big beasts and it sounds great like it's a it's a must especially if you watch a lot of movies at home like i i barely go to the theater and i barely leave the house so i watch a lot of movies in my house so i figured i might as well invest all my money into <laughs> what i do yeah do you have uh do you just have the sound bar or do you have like the multiple little speakers i have the uh it's like it's a 7.1 but you can turn it into a 5.1.2 which means that you so sometimes i'll use it as a 7.1 where the sound equally comes out of all the speakers 
But if you set up your your uh, receiver to a 5.1.2, it turns it into your – it uses your Atmos speakers. So I have two, like, Atmos speakers that don't put out any noise unless you have it on 5.1.2. And then certain sounds that are made specifically for – for uh, 4k discs only come out of those speakers so you put them up really high like i have mine but practically at my roof and if a helicopter is like flying over something in a scene it actually sounds like it's right above your head like it's really freaking cool yeah so yeah i got the whole speaker set up i just bought sony speakers one at a time off amazon and uh amazon usually puts them on these payment plans where you it just separates the payment into five payments over the next five months and they don't charge you interest they don't charge you nothing so i think they're just like clearing out their inventory basically at the end of every year so okay yeah so i got them all pretty expensive speakers but i could didn't have to pay it all right up front so it was nice they didn't charge all they do is they charge you like the uh the tax and the first payment up front and then for the next four months or whatever you choose, you can choose 12 months if you want, but I choose the lowest. And then they just separate the rest of what it's worth across. That's how I got my TV as well was through them because uh, I can't afford to go spend like freaking three, 4,000 on TV. So no, I, I, just, know. I just, it's nuts. So I just did it through them and paid it. And I, I did that on a 12 month payment plan and it was, it's, barely even affects your bank account it's nice okay. what kind of tv did you get um the the one i'm using right now is a samsung and oh i i couldn't tell you the exact model number at the moment but it it's the one that's made for video gaming in 4k basically because okay. i do a lot of i play a lot of like call of duty and stuff so i want the tv to be able to keep up to the the picture the frame rate yep so I got I put it in game mode and and that it's a Samsung Sam as long as like to be honest as long you don't have to spend an arm and a leg like obviously the more you spend the better you're gonna get but at the end of the day it's it looks beautiful and I spent like fourteen hundred or something my TV cost it wasn't that insane you don't have to go out and buy like the four thousand dollar model and <laughs> kill yourself for the next six months in payments you can just get the normal one and it looks great like it's it's crazy yeah i was debating on that because i have an rca tv i think that i think that's what it is but like i was just debating on getting a big a great big 4k one you know like the 75 inch or whatever there yes that's what i have i got the 75 inch nice which is almost a standard at this point <laughs> like well yeah you want it kind of crazy <laughs> it's nuts like that the 75s back when i first bought my quick side story here when i first moved out with my wife when we were teenagers the first tv i bought cost me six thousand dollars and it was one of those 52 inch things that weigh like fucking 600 pounds yep. and it takes everybody to move it yeah it cost six grand and i had to pay that off for like two years basically because <laughs> we just started working right we we're young and nowadays, you if you spend six grand on a TV, you're gonna get like the greatest TV to ever exist, basically. Oh yeah. But it's it's just crazy. I love the, the prices 
have come so far down like a 75 inch tv you can get for a thousand bucks now yeah not like, like that's the rca tvs are about a thousand yeah like nine nine hundred nine fifty for one yeah and they look beautiful like honestly and unless you're like some unless you're like roger e, and you're looking for every single <laughs> like you you know what i mean like unless you're just a die hard cinephile or whatever you call them you you wouldn't even notice like your average person wouldn't even notice the difference between a thousand dollar tv and a three thousand dollar tv it's only the the people that are really looking yeah definitely um with that being said do we want to get into some horror news sounds good i was looking forward to the news that's where i get all my news every week <laughs> <laughs> well we'll start off with the trailers that we i got you to watch this week and luckily um uh, did you watch island escape we'll talk about that one i did because i just threw that like i was on my way to london and i just threw a guess out there that that was what it was called and it turned out to be right yes it was right so island escape is a worm a wormhole horror movie uh uh, I gotta see. I don't have very good lighting here. Um, that unleashes monsters doppelgangers on August eighth for demand and Blu-ray on September twelfth. Yeah, this one was. This one's. Oh, I don't know. The storyline <laughs> has me intrigued, but it just it looks. Uh, I don't know what to say. I I hate judging movies before I see them, but. Honestly, it doesn't look that great to me. I, I'll, I don't know if I'll even watch it to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just there's too many good movies out there. I don't know if I have the time to watch something that's about a ten percent chance that it would be good. But <laughs> who knows? I'll wait for. I'll read a couple of reviews and then I'll see. Go from there. Yeah, it looks okay. Like, yeah, I don't think I'd definitely go out of my way to watch this, and I don't know if I'd pay money to ever stream it, but. It seems like a movie if it was on TV. I might sit down and watch it. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, it comes on Tubi or something where it's free. <laughs> yeah. This it's definitely looks like a Tubi movie for sure. It does. It does look like that. Like a Tubi original. Yeah. Um, we'll move on to the Witchboard remake of the 80s classic um, is set to release next year. I didn't even know this was a thing until you told me. I was I was actually excited when you sent me that in Witchboard. I was like, Witchboard? Like I just watched the original, the because Screen Factory put it out. I just watched that about a year ago, okay. eight months or something, and it's actually really fucking creepy. Yeah, it shocked me. It's it's a good movie. I was expecting just cheesy, like not to say all eighties horror movies are cheesy, but the eighties cheese factor. <laughs> but in like a witchboard style, but it's it's actually a really scary freaking movie, the original. And this one doesn't look that bad. It doesn't give you a whole lot in the trailer. It's yeah. kind of just a teaser. But it didn't it doesn't look bad. And it's also got the guy that my daughter pointed this out, the guy that plays Vecna from Stranger Things is in it. Oh, is that who that is? Yeah, yeah the blonde. Look, yeah, I knew he looked familiar. I just couldn't place my finger on it. Yeah, yeah, I I knew too. I was like, where have I seen this guy? And then she, my one daughter's obsessed with Stranger Things, so she was like, oh, that's uh, the actor who plays back. Now she knew his name and everything, but I can't even remember it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that one doesn't look bad. I'm actually, I'm, I got hopes for that one. Yeah, same. I think the end of the trailer just goes to full on bad shit. Like it's not even like she, it just 
bunch of like there's the dude ripping his face off at the end <laughs> yeah. there's the demon bat thing and i know it started out like slow paced and it feels like it's gonna be something like the conjuring or something yeah and then it just turns into like insanity like you said yeah i'm excited for it too i've never seen the original so after your recommendation i'm definitely gonna have to go back and check yeah it out. you should check it out that's a definite hidden gem of the 80s i've been looking i've been looking for it on screen factory on marketplace but i haven't uh i haven't seen it too often no it's it's a hard one to get your hands on it's, yeah it's a weird one i think they released it like individually and then i think they did a, a double feature release of it too yes they did i remember that yeah, I know I've seen, but uh, yeah, I haven't managed to get my hands on it yet. Um, the other trailer I got you to watch is Dear David. It's a creepy viral Twitter thread that got made into a movie about a child ghost trying to kill the living resident. Uh, the movie will hit digital and on demand October 13th. Yeah, this one. So I when I first watched the trailer... I watched and I was like, you know, that seems like an okay, like unfriended style movie. And then my daughter, yet again, mm-hmm. pointed out that it was based on an actual internet viral video because I'm like completely out of touch with that kind of stuff. And she was like, oh, that's based off that that uh, viral video from like 2017. Me and my friends were talking about it when I was in like grade six. And I was like, oh, okay. So I had to look into it. But yeah, that's pretty wild that it's based off a true, true little story, sort of. Yeah, I know. I don't know how in depth, like how how like how deep did you dive down the rabbit hole on its uh, well, on its what legitimacy? She told, what she told me was that the guy was just faking it and pretending that his house was haunted by some creepy child ghost, and then famous people and other famous YouTubers started like reposting it and that's how it went viral and got really big but a lot of people thought it was real and then there was a lot of people that were like it's fake and and so it just became this massive viral thing and that's all she really told me i didn't go any deeper than that okay it looks good it looks okay yeah it doesn't look bad it looks it looks like it could be creepy yeah that's kind of what i was thinking too um but yeah there's three trailers um we're recording this on saturday which of course is when the saw x trailer dropped but we missed out because it didn't re- release until we started recording <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll be jumping off here and go and check that out yeah i definitely will be too i here's the thing i'm not oh it sucks with saw because i i just i know that it's probably gonna be a piece of shit <laughs> but <laughs> i still get excited for the fucking things uh, it's irritating. I, I can't even remember the last time I got excited for one. I don't think yeah. I, I thought I thought Spiral was going to be. <laughs> Sam Sam is here and she's giving me the eye after saying that. Um, I was intrigued in Spiral, but at the end of the day, I didn't hold up for me. No, I, me too. I was so excited. I like Chris Rock, and I was thinking, like he was talking about how he's put his heart and soul into this, and he loved. He just loves the Saw franchise, so I went into Spiral really excited as well. And it to me, it was just, oh, this again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's exactly it. They tried. They said it was going to be a reinvention of the franchise, but they just <laughs> went back to what the rest of the franchise was like. They didn't even try. <laughs> yeah, the same movie for the what was that number nine or eight? That was nine. That was nine. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. A ninth time in a row. Yep. That first saw though, man, it, it's still it's such a legendary movie. 
Oh, it still holds up. Like the first yeah. two hold up great. They're great. Yeah. It's it's a masterpiece. That the first ones I would consider a horror masterpiece. Like it's a big part of the two thousands horror scene. Oh yeah. My, but yeah, that here's the thing. If you love just watching people get tortured and brutalized, <laughs> which <laughs> is a down it that's not my cup of tea. Like I have to have some kind of substance, some kind of storyline. Just watching someone being tortured just to go, ooh, look how cool that trap was. And then, like, I, I just, I don't know. I, I've never been able to find myself to enjoy that kind of stuff. It's weird. Yeah. What ended up getting me, well, besides most of the story plots of those movies, was the, you know, the fast cut edits in every Saw movie where it would just be like, flash, flash. Like, yeah, we're just cut to cut to cut to cut. Yes, that, that started yeah. driving nuts huge. Yeah, I, I'm never a fan of that stuff either. That that blows that just irritates me, feels yeah. lazy. And it was that was such a huge part of the 2000s, too. And it you still find oh. it every once in a while today, but not too often. Yeah, everybody did it. I, I don't, it's so funny how some things trend like that. Yeah, but yeah, everybody just loved fucking doing that shaky cam shit. It's like, yeah, it was, it was just like too when uh, Born came out. I'm gonna get on tangent here on action movies, but like Born <laughs> came out, it was also like quick, up close, you know, shots. Yeah, all the action action sequences. When... Same thing, and I hate that too. Yeah, like I would never was a fan of the Jason Bourne movies, and and all of them Born Identity and all those because of that. Like, I would rather them pan out. It's go back on this thought. It's why I enjoy martial arts movies, action movies. And it's because they never do shit like that. It's always a panned out camera. And the two people fighting are actual martial artists. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they're people that know what they're doing. So they put on a, the best action scene you can see. I hate that close-up shit where it's just like fast punches and you can't see what's happening. And it's like, oh, okay, something's happening. Oh, oh. I'll just assume Jason Borg killed everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're getting better with it now. I think. I think John uh, John Russo and John and Anthony Russo, the brothers that directed uh, the Winter Soldier. Yep. Yep. They're very excellent directors with action. Anyway, they are. Yeah, they did the Avengers: uh, Infinity War and Endgame as well. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they produced and... uh, ex- Extraction. Uh, one and two as well, I believe. Yeah, you were telling about those. I still haven't got to watching those, but I'm gonna definitely check those out because I am a huge action movie. Like I could, I could do a yearly ranking of action films as well because I've, <laughs> I've seen so many, it's nuts. Yeah, but, I, yeah, I always try to keep up on those too. I still haven't gotten to see John Wick four yet, but um, oh, you gonna... have to. It, it kind of bugs me a bit because there's a lot of people on the internet talking shit about it and saying that it's just another john wick movie and and it's like well what do you expect like john the the john it is a john wick movie but the john wick action filming like the way they film it and just the the beauty of it is phenomenal like when i watch john wick 4 yes it's just another john wick movie but it's I was, my jaw was dropped like there was honestly scenes where i was like well i've never seen something filmed so perfectly like this it's fucking just it blew my mind john wick 4 is like a perfect 10 out of 10 for me in the action genre oh yeah 
I'd go as far to say that it, it's one of the greatest action movies of all time. I would say that, in my opinion. And my daughters hated the ending. I won't say anything. I love the ending. I, I thought it ended awesome. Like, I, I love the whole thing. It's great. And I'm also a huge fan of Donnie Yen, who, who's also in the movie, and he's a big martial arts actor. Yeah. And he does a great job, too. Like, it, I don't know. I love it. Bill Skarsgård's amazing. You'll have you have to check that one out when you get a chance. It's good. Okay, it's a long one too, right? I'm gonna have to. It's a beast. Yeah, it's a beast. I'm pretty sure they're putting out like a special edition coming up too, in a month or two, and it's it has like 40 extra minutes or something crazy. Jesus. So, yeah, pushing it at almost four hours. <laughs> <laughs> but. Well- it, it is worth it, honest to God. You'll enjoy every minute of it. There's no slow. There's nothing like it's over three hours, and honest to God, it it's it's nonstop. It's fucking it's crazy. Okay, I'm excited. I'm gonna have to check that one out for sure. Um, well, let's move on to some physical releases. I got yeah. a fuck ton of them because we haven't done this in two weeks. So we will start off. Scream one through three is getting a 4K Steelbook collection. There's no release date on this. Ooh, I did not know that. Yeah. I'll be getting the pre-order in. I know. Hopefully you got the other two. Um, well, I guess uh, I don't know if Scream 4 got the 4K treatment. I'm sure it will shortly. Yeah, I I only have the first four on Blu-ray. And to be honest, the first three Blu-rays are pretty bad quality. They've always oh. had... They're, they're not good. So okay. I'm happy okay. to see a 4K. Like, I have I have the original Scream on an individual Blu-ray. The quality, honest to God, it's worse than streaming on, like, Tubi. And then the I have a three-pack of the first three, and the quality on that is, like, slightly better, but it's still, like, fuzzy and just looks looks like they never really up it at all, to be honest, from its original release, which is fine if you like it like that, but I prefer to see it in the best possible way you can. Yeah, so so. That, that 4K collection is awesome. I have 5 and 6 on 4K already, so it would be nice to have that whole series side by side there on the show. Yeah, definitely. I'm going to have to check out my box of Scream, because mine came with the four. The first oh, you have four. four yeah, so I'll have to see if that one uh, looks like I'm watching it on VHS still, I guess. That's what it feels <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. but mine does at least. Hopefully yours yours must be newer, because I didn't even know they put out a four-pack, so yours must be newer. Yeah, I'm so not hope- sure when it was released. I know it was a little hard to get my hands on, but um, yeah. I haven't checked them out, actually. Yeah, uh, I'm excited about that. That's awesome. I did yeah. not know that was coming, so I'll be keeping my eye open for the pre-order. I'm assuming it's using the the two steel books that were just released for one and two, and then Scream Three has a brand new steel book, and it looks pretty awesome. Actually, it looks nice. It'd be a nice set to have. Oh wow! I'll have to check that out as soon as we're done here. That's I haven't cool. seen if it's available for pre-order, but. This is available for pre-order right now. It's Rosemary's Baby is getting a 4K and Blu-ray re-release. The street date is October 10th. I did see that. That's cool too. Yeah. So if you uh if you didn't manage to get your hands on the Criterion Blu-ray and don't want to pay eight hundred dollars for it, <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. 
<laughs> like even after this release so i've i know when movies are getting re-released on 4k because everybody in my marketplace groups are selling yep the last cuts of them i'm in those same groups as you and soon as i see like oh my god four people are selling the burning uh, blu-ray copy and then i go over and oh it's up for pre-order on amazon on 4k already so yeah, yeah you can tell you can tell did you find uh i found that rosemary's baby the 4k criterion was still selling for at least 70 dollars. oh yeah yeah, yeah. It, even it's though not... that the re-release is coming out it's why i refuse honestly unless it's an so obscure movie that you know will never get a re-release like for years probably i never pay a lot because honest to god most of the biggest name movies like if you go if you take the top 10,000 movies that have ever come out throughout history those movies always get re-released yeah. like it, they're always going to get a new release every couple of years so there's no point in paying <laughs> that much like for something that you're going to get a copy of it have some patience <laughs> yeah no that's what every uh that's what every movie collector says to do too <laughs> it's hard it's hard cuz you just want it on your shelf Oh, exactly. I got a shitty. I got the shitty DVD uh, release of Rosemary's Baby. The quality just sucks. Oh yeah, it's, it's practically unwatchable. Those old original DVDs, yeah. brutal. Um, here's another one too, which is getting a re-release, re-release, re-release. It seems like every other year, Friday the Thirteenth <laughs> is getting another Steelbook release with a 4K <laughs> rendition of it. Oh wow! Yep. This time it'll come with a new sleeve. But that's about it. The steelbook will look exactly the same. Those bastards. I don't understand why they keep doing this. I bought the Scream Factory one, like the box set. Yep. You know what? I think I'm good with that. Like I'm not I'm not gonna go to 4K on all the Friday the 13th. The, the blue that Scream Factory Blu-ray set, the quality on on my TV already looks pleasable. Like it, it, I don't know. Like I'm, I'm happy with it. Okay. It, it. I don't think it needs to be scrubbed anymore. Like some of those older movies, they need to look a little grainy. You know what I mean? Like they keep scrubbing it to a point where it's so clear that it doesn't even look like the same movie anymore at a certain point. And I think with something like Friday Thirteenth, that campy feel, it has to feel a little bit campy. And I think the Scream Factory Blu-ray still feels that like it still feels old i like that feeling but everybody's different yeah some people love the like super hd just like shining in your face but some of those movies just don't need it they they look beautiful the way they the way like at, at the quality they're at now in my opinion yeah i agree i don't think i'm gonna upgrade uh i'm not gonna upgrade the 4k either for the friday the 13th set even people like uh you remember that old Friday the Thirteenth set, the tin box? Yes. Yeah. People, people that had that box said that it wasn't even worth. It was worth to keep that rather than the Scream Factory box. Oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah. That that's what I'm saying. Like some of the honestly, if you think about that for a minute, like the some of those movies are meant to just look older, and you can't scrub them any more than you already did. Like they're already at that peak in my collection. The Scream Factory one, I'm happy with that. But yeah, the tin one, it probably has that feel of when that person first watched it when they were a kid. And it still looks like that, right? 
Yep. So it looks like that same movie that they remember. So they like it that way. So yeah, it's, to each their own. The 4K will probably sell great. So, oh it's yeah, one of the biggest movies of all time. Yeah. Um, we also have uh Winnie the. I have a lot of releases um coming out. Um, Winnie the Pooh, Pooh, Blood and Honey is getting a Screen Factory Steelbook edition, but it's will be a Walmart exclusive in the United States in October. Huh. Have you watched that movie yet? Nope, I haven't. Nope. And then I've, I've been debating on picking up the umbrella, the um, the uh, the umbrella version of it from uh, Australia. Australia, yeah, yeah, because they 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 do good stuff. I have a couple of their releases already, and they're yeah. cheap. Same here, yeah. I and they're region free too, which is awesome. Yep. So, like, uh, it's actually crazy. I just got the Super Mario Bros brothers from the 90s the one with uh john leguizamo yep uh i just picked that up from umbrella and on the back of it it says region b and i was like are you fucking kidding me and then i throw it in my player and it worked fine it's not region locked even though it said it was yeah it's awesome i love that yeah i know that's uh because i got reanimator uh brighter reanimator and beyond reanimator from them in a box set and that said the same thing too, but I just threw it in my uh, Xbox and it played no problem. Yep. So yeah, I like Umbrella. Yeah, they do really nice stuff. Um, we also have this is this is just a release that I felt like talking about, which is Batman: Mask of the Phantasm is getting a 4K release in September 12th. <laughs> yeah, I said that. I almost pre-ordered it last night when I was laying in bed. Oh, I want it actually. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's fucking cool, man. I, I here's the thing: I have all. Not actually, sorry, I shouldn't say that. I don't have every single DC animated movie. I'm missing uh, about six or seven, but I almost have them all. And I was actually going to do a ranking of all the DC animated movies they ever did just yeah. for fun. Just, I love them. I think they're fucking, I think they're almost better. Some of them are better than their mainstream live action movies. Oh, definitely. I that's that's exactly what I find too is uh. Their animated films are so much better than their live action movies. It's just ridiculous. And they're just, they're killing it. Um, yes. Have you watched the last one, uh, The Doom That Came to Gotham? It, it's uh, no. Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham, and it's based on H.P. Lovecraft. I saw and some clips of it, but I haven't watched one out and watched it yet. It's good. It's good. If I come across an extra copy of it, I'll, I'll give it to you. Okay. The last one I think I watched was. Uh, I know I watched the long Halloween, both parts. Yeah, which was I. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I liked it too. I also have read the comic for that. I have it. the The long Halloween. I think that's one of the best Batman comics I've ever read. So I kept that one. I I have a little collection of comics that I've that all my favorites basically. That's okay. one of them. Yeah. Well, I think Mask of the Phantasm is like by far the best animated batman movie in my opinion yeah. i i grew up with vhs and um it's got like some little horror elements and sprinkled in through it too and it's yeah dark and gritty I, I i really enjoyed it yeah me too i'm excited to see that on 4k that's crazy yeah. it's they're, they're animated movies honestly i just watched one called Catwoman hunted and it, I, I have it on 4k and i've never seen i don't even know why i bought it but i have it anyway 
<laughs> so I threw it in, and it's so freaking like pretty. The the oh, yeah. colors are nuts. Just it's uh, animated movies in 4K. It's like a match made in heaven. Yeah, freaking amazing. <laughs> Just because they're so colorful. Um, the others is coming to 4K for the first time in October from Criterion Collection. I've seen that. I'm probably going to pre-order that because I don't even have it on Blu-ray. I just have, like, the old DVD. Yeah, same. Do you have the the big, thick one? Big, thick fucker, yeah. Yeah, yeah same. That's what I got, too. <laughs> it takes up too much space on my damn shelves. Yeah. Um, Cujo is also getting a 4K release uh, from Kino Lob- Lorber. Yeah, Kino. I've seen that. Yeah, October 24th, so it'll come with the the 4k and the blu-ray with both uh they'll both include the movie yes yeah i'm excited about that too actually cujo is definitely a top 10 stephen king adaptation in my opinion i've never seen it no i grew up i watched it when i was really young my stepdad used to love stephen king so yeah i read all his books and so i've seen all all the stephen king adaptations when i was really young and cujo scared the fuck out of me when i was a kid like that it made me terrified of dogs like it took me till my mid-teens before i realized that dogs aren't vicious beasts that want to kill you (laughs) because it it was like jaws basically but dog form so cujo it's a creepy movie man and it's also sad like it yeah you watch it when they when when you're young and you're terrified you watch it when you're old and you're almost crying it's so it's funny (laughs) because it's such a sad movie right because it's not the dog's fault no, yeah, I know the story, but I don't. I've never actually gotten around. I think it's one of the only Stephen King adaptations that I haven't gotten around to see. Actually, yeah, you have to check that. Out. It's that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I saw everybody selling their 25th anniversary Blu-ray, <laughs> that's and one, I was that's like, "What I have?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's coming out." Um, not my last physical release news because I do have a couple other ones, but. Uh, Hellraiser 1 through 4 is getting a 4K treatment from Arrow Video and another amazing looking box set on October 23rd. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm gonna have to grab that one. I think everybody was <laughs> selling their uh Scarlet box sets. On, that one, on yeah, you're right. <laughs> I just seen about fucking 10 of those things on there. Yeah, so, they're yeah. so marked. The price mark was so low. I'm like, oh yeah, it's somebody sell. It's about to get the upgrade. Yeah, because that set usually goes for so much money because you can't get it. So, especially here in Canada. And yeah, someone was selling it for like 50 bucks. Yeah. And I was like, 50 bucks? Like, this thing usually goes for like 150 on fucking eBay and and shit. Like, that's crazy. Even even more. I I don't, I've I've seen that 250 a bunch of times. Oh, yeah. I just just managed to get the, uh, I did get an arrow edition of it, but it was like the standard edition. It was a re- yes. They were all region B. Um, yes, but they were all the same negatives and everything like that, and special features. So, yeah, yeah. But one to four on four K. That's that's interesting. I'm I'm definitely gonna grab that because the first three are by far the best Hellraiser movies. Yep. And four, I think, is called Bloodline. Maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that that one. That's. I, I don't have a lot of memory of it, but. I'd, I'd be interesting to see it again on 4K, I guess. 
that's where uh, Hellraiser goes through the ages. So it starts in like the 1800s, and then the that's 90s, right. and then some some way far distant future. That's right. I do remember that now. I remember the first cool. four being pretty decent. Like the first two are great, and then the third one's just it leans into the all the slasherness of it, and then yes, the fourth one is kind of its own thing, which is kind of cool, but. I always like the like I say up to the fourth one, and then it starts to go real downhill after that. Yeah, when he starts like Pinhead or uh, Doug Bradley, there starts appearing for about five minutes in each movie at a certain point. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he just pops up and will say one line. Yeah, there's still, there's still like the odd good one in there, but there's not that many. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I'll be uh, looking for that pre-order. Yeah, immediately. Um. Let me see here. Hollywood Dreams and Nightmares, the Robert England story, uh, released to, I believe it was Screenbox a few months ago, and it is now available on Blu-ray. Huh. I never heard of this either. Yeah, I know it was released to uh, a steelbook. I don't know if there's a standard edition of it, but it sounds kind of interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I have a lot of physical media news, but I don't have a lot of news news. I think with what's going on with sag right now and the writers yeah on strike could probably put a hold to a whole bunch of things yes yeah, um, but let me see i got have you heard of this yet slother house uh it's a killer sloth will hunt down helpless sorority girls uh this movie will be hitting theaters august 30th <laughs> i have not heard that <laughs> yeah. a killer sloth yeah apparently one of the sorority girls will adopt the sloth and then it'll affirm its dominance and start attacking them okay that hey i've never seen a killer sloth movie i can say that no i never have either i thought they move slow (laughs) yeah if they don't have parts where it's like the knife is coming in so slow or something yeah (laughs) (laughs) they gotta capitalize on that shit definitely uh the exorcist deceiver the second uh film in david gordon green's planned trilogy will hit theaters april 18th 2025 okay so not too far off no what did it by the way i know you talked about it last week on your last episode because i listened to that but i'm gonna stick my quick opinion in on the exorcist yeah absolutely. <laughs> i was gonna ask if you watched the trailer yeah i did and uh i don't know what to think about it like I agree with what you were saying, where it's like, oh, yay, we got two girls now. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff, but, like, I, I get all that. But it's still, it, honestly, it didn't look as bad as I was expecting it to be. Like, I, I really thought that they were going to remake The Exorcist, like, frame by frame, and it was just going to be like, oh, why does this exist? So I was happy to see that they are doing it differently, I guess you could say. Yep. And, uh, and it didn't look that bad. It looked like it could have some creepy parts in it. Could have been a lot worse is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yeah. Looks like a movie that I, I won't be going to the theater to see it, but I'll definitely uh, pick it up and watch it when it comes out. Yeah. I'm just more so interested in how they're going to try to stretch this into a trilogy. Yeah, that's weird. That's weird up until you said that i didn't even know it was a trilogy i thought it was this was it this was yeah. one movie yeah no so, and i don't even well besides deceiver i don't know what the third one's gonna be called i didn't even see a priest like i thought maybe we'd be following a priest uh throughout 
maybe we'd follow his story as going from exorcism to exorcism to exorcism or something like that or he follows yeah. this one demon throughout all three films or so the demon is the same i got that from the trailer and yeah, then pazuzu yes pazuzu is back which is good the mother they got the mother back yeah linda blair trailer. is back back too yeah they just kept her out of the trailer which is good yeah. i don't want to see her in the trailer i'd rather that be a surprise at least yeah but yeah um, sam wants to go see it in theaters yeah well hey if you guys end up going here maybe i'll muster up the courage <laughs> and do it <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> check it out with us um Tubi just released an original thriller titled deadly dilf um where a uh, harmless flirtation between a college freshman and a hot dad next door turns deadly when the young girl becomes obsessed with with him and tries to destroy his marriage. This is oh now God. available on TV. <laughs> Another one of these. <laughs> it's, old know, old sounds, man porno. Yeah, it sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I my opinion on these these movies are loved by the horror community but my opinion is very controversial i just find them to be like cheesy pornos basically yeah they're (laughs) just like it's just like a classic like uh what is it uh fatal attraction and stuff like that yeah yeah fatal attraction uh there was one with molly ringwald what the hell was that one called she did she did one as well uh, all the poison ivy movies yeah basic oh. instinct oh yeah those ones too there's yes. a lot of them that are they feel like male fantasies like every aging man <laughs> <laughs> is like watching these movies basically but hey i'm an aging man too so maybe i'll enjoy it who knows yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh the cast of the alien tv series is looking good with sydney chandler uh from don't worry, darling. Sam Samuel Blecken from Black Mirror, S.E. Davis from The Babadook, and many, many more set to be on board for this TV series. Huh. So I've never heard of this. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of information, and there's definitely not a lot of information right now either. There's no plot summary or anything either, but it's been in the works for a bit. Um, and even like next year, uh, Betty Alvarez's Aliens, uh, Alien Romulus comes out next year. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you springing that up. That's that's cool. So, I don't know if this TV series is going to tie into that movie or if it's going to tie into the original quadrilogy or if it's going to dive into the prequel almost trilogy. Or... Yeah, where are they going to stick this in the timeline? Yeah, that's yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully not at the Alien 3 one, that's all. As long as they don't stick it in that area, I'm good with that fucking CG graphic. <laughs> at least if they fix it, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I, oh, I told you this already, but I watched the Alien movies in order with my daughters so they never seen them. And Alien 3's fucking CG is so bad oh, yeah. that I, I, it's just brutal. It just does not live up at all. Yeah. Well, they used, like, a combination of, like, what... Uh... CGI and stop motion animation back like before it was even like looking good. Yeah, yeah, it looks like they took a clip from the 1920s, like dinosaur film or something. 
yeah. and stuck it, it right in the middle of this action scene. <laughs> it just it fucking throws me off so bad. Did you watch uh, the, what is it? The, it's not the director's cut. It's like the floor cut or something like that. Yes. Yeah. I watched, I have that quadrilogy that comes with like, it. it's just like a little Blu-ray quadrilogy. And it has all the special editions, and you get to pick which one. It comes with like a ton of editions of each movie. Yep. So yeah, I usually pick the edition that is the longest, or the one I haven't seen before. Whenever I go to watch it, okay, so yeah, I have seen both editions. Yeah, that's the one I have. I have the I have it on DVD though. Oh yeah, the big the big thick one. I used to have that too. Yeah, like nine discs or something like that. Yeah, it's a beast. It's a beast. I can't believe it's it's a nice box. Yeah, it's a nice box set though. It's hard to get rid of some of those ones. Yeah, I do want to do that upgrade though. The anthology, the Blu-ray, because it's pretty much all just the same thing on there. I think. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty much the exact same box set. It just takes up a lot less space on your shelf. <laughs> yeah, that's that's about it. That's key. <laughs> it is once you hit a certain point, it's fucking ridiculous. Um, some more physical releases here. Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two. The uh, then we'll do this separate is the firefly trilogy the saw collection the leprechaun 8 film collection and blair witch and the blair witch project are all getting exclusive steelbooks from walmart september 12th huh that's freaking interesting it's a mouthful (laughs) Yeah, yeah that's a lot of money probably coming out of my pocket damn it I haven't. I've been looking to try to pre-order uh, the Leprechaun one because I don't have the Leprechaun set on Blu-ray. Me neither. And uh, uh, it's still not up for any pre-order anywhere. And I think this is going to be exclusively the states. Don't quote me on that. But yeah, um, order it might not be. And like the only one I would even consider getting is probably Leprechaun because I think it's the first time they'll all be on Blu-ray and it'll all be in one set. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it will include like the two newer ones because the DVD one I have stops at a certain point. Yeah, there's it's... been like one or two since then. And I know uh, WWE put out the wrestling company. They put out a version of one as well. Yep. And this will, this will I don't. Have, this will have them all. Yeah, all of them. So yeah, I'll be looking for that too. That's definitely the one I was looking at, and then probably the Blair Witch, the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, that'd be a cool steel book as well. Yeah. I have, I had, I just have the plain old DV or uh, Blu-rays of them, but they're they're like the original cases, so those could use an upgrade actually, especially to a steel book. That'd be nice. Yeah, I just have the first two, so it'd be the Book of Shadows and the Blair Witch and like a double pack blue uh, DVD. Like yeah, I don't have Book of Shadows. I only have like the I think it was like 2013 remake or something. Yeah. It was just called Blair Witch. I just have that and the original. I don't have the second one because it never came out on Blu-ray, and it's a hard movie to find on DVD today. Yeah, it is. It's not that great, but <laughs> no, it's a rough one. I remember it being pretty brutal. I haven't watched it in years. I'm coming up on that year eventually, so. There's a there's a pretty good backstory to it though. Like if you do some research into it, there's a whole bunch of studio meddling and there's hidden things within the movie, I guess. And oh yeah, wow, yeah. If you watch some uh, YouTube documentaries on it, they get into it really deep. Huh. That's interesting. I have to check that out too. Then. 
before yeah. I go to watch it. Yeah, I got three more pieces of news. And we'll get into it. Um, American Psycho comic book adaptation will expand upon the 2000s movie starring Christian Bale. It'll serve as a pseudo-sequel to the film. Issue number one will be available October 11th. This is the first time I've brought up comic books. Huh. American Psycho comic book. I might actually look into that. That that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought it did too. It said it follows some kind of like YouTube influencer or something now. But I'm wondering if he's going to be like related to uh, Bateman. Bateman, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. Uh, huh? I did not know that was a thing. Yeah, no, me neither. It was news to me too. Um, it's officially con. Oh, this one's fun. I like this one. It's officially confirmed that the Curse of La Llorona is definitely not a part of the official Conjuring universe. Really? Official. That's it's done. Everybody's been debating it for years, and now it's officially been announced <laughs> that it's not a part of it. Nope. Well, have you oh. noticed? Have you noticed the Blu-ray box set that came out not that long ago that includes yeah, all seven films? It didn't include that one. Yep. Yeah, I know. I I did a ranking of that franchise not too long ago, and I actually included it because I thought it was part of it. To be honest, like well, I know it's got one of the characters from the other movies in it, right? It's like how <laughs> yeah, is it not? yeah. It's uh, it, it's not a bad movie either. I actually didn't mind it. I thought the bride was pretty creepy. Yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit, and uh, what's her name, Linda, Linda Card Cardellini or something is the actress's name. She she does a good job in it too. I know I got a soft spot for that movie, and I don't know why. I like watching it every once in a while. Yeah, I, I here's the thing that Conjuring universe, it they they did produce a lot of pretty creepy films. Like I, I do enjoy them. Like I'll go back and just binge watch them all in like two days every once in a while just for the fuck of it yeah. <laughs> and there, there's a lot of like they're pretty creepy movies i enjoy it yeah. i hope yes. they keep going forward with it and give us more yeah i know i don't know how far they're going i know there's gonna be a tv series coming up soon is that's, uh, that's cool i think after the nun too i think that's what's happening yeah the nun was another one i liked a lot and people didn't really like it that much and but i enjoy the period pieces as well Yep. that take place in the past I, I just find there's a creepy creepy element to those when it when it feels old like that yeah see i wasn't that big on the nun but i did like like uh the cinematography and like the imagery of that was like spot on but like i, I wasn't yeah. that big on the storyline no me neither i'm gonna yeah the storyline was like eh, whatever it was it was more just about the the feeling of it yep you're right uh, there um, I got one more piece of news, um, and that is Army of Darkness Forever, which will be a new comic book series that will follow up the 93 film. It will follow Ash on the alternative ending where he sleeps longer uh, than expected, and the Deadites have taken over the wasteland that is Earth. The first issue will be out this October. <laughs> oh, well. Yeah. I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited, actually. That's cool. That's that's neat. I, here's the thing. I, I, not to make myself sound stupid or anything, but I've never been a huge book reader. Like in my in my entire life, I've probably read like under a hundred books, like novels. Yeah, I was saying. And, 
right? Like I just, I've never read a lot, but when it comes to comic books, I've literally read hundreds of comic books, not like in their individual form. I always wait until they're a collected set and you can buy the whole thing yeah. and read it all as one. But, but the so, comic books are freaking great, man. I, I love the storytelling pulled with pictures. It's just, it's amazing to me. I love the artwork is great. So an army of darkness is interesting. That, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I'll be man. uh checking that out. I'm excited because I never got the chance to get like Ash versus Jason versus Freddy or whatever. Yeah, that was I, I never got that either. Yeah, and you can't find it anymore. So I, I'd like to try to get my hands on this one and see how it is. I know it sucks that you have to pretty much fucking pre-order everything nowadays or you don't get it. Yeah. Like it, it really bugs me that because it, it's like, like, what if you just don't have enough money <laughs> for everything? <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking irritating. Oh, I know. <laughs> It does yeah. suck. I know I'm like I'm debating so hard on like Nightbreed and then like the four K is coming out on the first and then all the fucking Chucky movies come out at the end of the month and I know, I'm the same. Like I already have Nightbreed, I already have the Burning, I already have all those movies on Blu-ray. I'm probably not gonna keep upgrading to those because there's just so much other stuff out that I could be adding to my collection. Yeah. Instead of that, right? It's just, it's too hard to just keep upgrading the same movies over and over again when oh, I could yeah. just be expanding into even more. Like, so yeah, I'm probably not going to do, I might pick up a couple of the child's play on 4K because the box that I have is all beaten to shit and kind of needs to be getting gotten rid of. So I'm going to replace all those movies and get rid of that box. I have the one with the, the lenticular it's a yellow box yeah but when i bought it off amazon and when it got here it was beaten to fucking a pulp <laughs> and there was none left in stock so i couldn't return it unless i just wanted my money back and not have the movies so i i kept it so i would like to upgrade those ones to 4k but i'm not going to do like the burning and nightbreed and all those those are for someone other than me yeah see the only reason why i'm going to do uh Nightbreed is because it comes with theatrical and the uh, director's cut. I know they try I, to they get you with that shit. Yeah, and I only have the director's cut, so yeah, I you hear must, you there. You, mu- you must too, then. Um, do you have the limited edition or? Um, I I don't know. I just have the Scream Factory. Doesn't have a slip cover. Um, I don't know if it's a limited edition or not. Because I, uh, it would be a box, and it would come no. with it two two movies i don't have that i only have like the little blu-ray case okay so it's probably one or the other i guess then but yeah this one comes with both it doesn't come with like the limited edition one also came with like a cable tv cut of it which oh wow yeah it's not included on the 4k but I'm, i'll settle for the theatrical on the unrated cut <laughs> and just call it good after that <laughs> yeah and then next two years from now and they give you some hidden cut that no one's ever seen before. No, I, don't, I even <laughs> watched. I haven't even watched the unrated director's cut yet. Like, I just don't know how much interest I have in it either. But yeah, Nightbreed. I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the movie to be honest. Uh, like with Clive Barker in general, I, uh, I'm not sure. Like, I've never been in. Oh, I, I don't know. I like him, but I don't at the same time. Like, it's weird. I have this weird 
lo- like love hate relationship with him as a director. But he uh like you can't fuck with Hellraiser, obviously. That's a masterpiece, but but these other ones, like Nightbreed, I watched it and I it just didn't click with me. I I found myself kind of bored with it, to be honest. Okay. But a lot of people love it. It's a it's a well loved movie. Yeah, and then there's Rawhead Rats, which I haven't seen yet either. I, have I haven't seen that. that. I haven't seen that. Kino Lorber put that out on 4K, and yep. I missed it. I wouldn't, uh, I'm going to probably pick that up. And then there's, uh, he did, I think, I don't know if Clive Barker did it or his name's on it. It's Books of Blood. Yeah, Book of Blood. I have that on Blu ray. I've never seen it, though. I don't yeah. know about that one. I have a lot of movies in my collection I haven't seen. Same. I know. It's getting ridiculous. <laughs> I'm going to start sitting down and watching them. That's what I've been trying to do this last couple of years is just watch everything. Just, a, I don't know. Like, I got all this free time and I always find myself throwing the same movies on over and over again instead of digging deep and watching stuff I haven't seen before. Oh, yeah. I know. I'm I'll talking be like, about oh, yeah. Talking about all these movies I want to see, and the first thing I'm going to do is end up watching Van Helsing again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but that being said, man, that's all the news I got. Well, that's we wanna, a lot. We, I know, man. It was, it was. That's why I had to delay our recording an hour. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. trying to write everything down. That's a buttload. There's a couple awesome things in there too that I didn't even know about. So now I, I wrote them down when you said them, so I can keep an eye on the pre-orders because that's that's freaking cool um so today we are going to be reviewing creature from the black lagoon um yeah this movie was released in 1954 it has a imdb rating of 6.9 a rotten tomato score of 80 percent um the summary goes as Revenants of a mysterious animal have come to light in a remote jungle, and a group of scientists intend to determine uh, if the find is an anomaly or evidence of an undiscovered beast. To accomplish their goal, the scientists... Oh, that's just a list of names. Uh, ...must brave the perilous pieces of the land South America has to offer, but the terrain is nothing compared to the danger posed by an otherworldly being that endangers their work and their lives. Uh, This movie is directed (laughs) by Jack Arnold. Uh, He also directed It Came From Outer Space and The Incredible Shrinking Man. The budget for this movie is under $500,000, and the budget is $1.3 million US. Uh, The film stars Julia Adams from Night Gallery and Hollywood Story. Richard Denning as Mark Williams from The Black Scorpion and Creature with the Atom Brain. And Richard Charlson as David Reed from The Ghost Breakers. There's also a few other ones in there too, but those are the big three. Whew, that's a mouthful. I don't know how Sam does that every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, spoiler-free thoughts, Bo. Uh, what can you say about this classic? To be honest, it's it's basically the oh spoiler free thoughts. It's tough to do spoiler free thoughts. I I this was only my second viewing of the movie. I've okay. seen it once, and it was a long time ago when I first bought the 
the 30 Universal Movie Collection on DVD. I watched it once, and I didn't really think much of it. But then I just recently repurchased the 4K collection and watched it on that, and it sucked me right in. Like, I'm going to be honest, I liked it a lot. Right up front, I, I enjoyed it. I would, if I was ranking the Universal Monster movies, it's definitely up there for me. I loved it. This is definitely not my second viewing. I also have the same box set as you. This is probably up there. This is the most watched Universal Monster movie of mine that I've seen. I've actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. Usually when I watch it, I watch the whole trilogy in a row. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, I've seen this. I've seen this way more than any of the other ones. I don't know if that's blasphemy or not, but like I've only seen Bride of Frankenstein once and I've seen Dracula a handful of times. Frankenstein I've probably only seen twice and Wolfman I think I've seen probably about twice too. Invisible Man I've seen once. Um, but yeah, this is my most watch. Um, and hands down it's pretty pretty close to being like it's got to be in my top three probably for the universal monsters yep yep i would argue that as well it's a tough one because those universals just those are first pictures from each of the franchises they're all so darn good like it, it's crazy they're hard they're, to rank against each other they are and they're all good like even like even frankenstein the bride of frankenstein and like it being a sequel is it's I, it's almost better than the original you know it, it is i honestly i've only seen that one once too and it was because i just got the 4k or sorry i've seen it twice i've seen it once on the dvd once on the 4k and when i watched it on the 4k i i absolutely loved it like it it's just crazy the freaking the uh the actress does such a good job like it, it kind of blew my mind on that i won't go too deep because we're not talking about that but yeah it's <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that one another time but yeah i love that one too yeah it's i i, I think the same boat it's really hard to narrow all these down um it is. it's up there for me i don't know what it is that uh caught me when i first watched this movie but i just loved it and i kept re-watching it and re-watching it and I, like uh we were talking about this earlier but like the documentary um the 45 minute an hour long documentary on the whole trilogy yeah I've, I've watched that at Oh, way too many times probably <laughs> oh really <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I, just I watched watch it, it by accident today because i when the movie ended it just starts playing on the 4k disc oh, okay so i then i was just like i got up and i was gonna go out and have a smoke and i'm like oh this is starting so i just ended up sitting there watching that yeah. just get my smoke break after the movie yeah. and i watched the whole thing and it, it's interesting i love those making of some just uh, I was getting to see the actors that played them, played the characters, talk about it and stuff, and what they went through. It's really cool. I like that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, do you want to dive into it? Yeah, let's get into it, so we can spoil. Okay. So spoilers <laughs> ahead for a movie that's almost a hundred years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, if you haven't seen it by now, you're probably not going to because. I have no taste. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, describe this movie in three words. Oh, three words. Yeah, that's that's tough. Actually, that's okay. it's a hard. It's such a. Oh, 
I'll just say uh, geez I, I'm gonna let you go first let me think about that for a second because that that's tough for me three words I didn't even think about it going into this so. okay uh, I'm gonna go with smart environmental and I just put creature because I also find this yes. one a really hard one to do. Yeah, that that it's tough. That's I was about to say creature, <laughs> and then I was like, I can't say creature. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'll go with underwater. Oh yeah. Uh, sad and beautiful. Nice. I agree go with those. That. Yeah. Okay, who's uh, who's your favorite character? Um, I definitely like like exclude the creature, obviously. Like that's my favorite character, but I'll I'll go with a second character, and I'll go with the like I like the girl. Okay, I can't remember the freaking her name in the movie. Kay, I think her name is in the movie. Yep. Uh, she, she does a really good job. Like all of her screaming scenes where she's creeped out by the, the, by, uh, the creature, it's, she does a great acting job and I wasn't expecting it to be that great because some of those old movies can, aren't, aren't usually the greatest, but she does a great job selling the, selling yeah, the character. Definitely. I love it. Sometimes those actresses can be pretty cheesy back in the day, right? Yeah, they didn't give them a lot to work with back then. It's not really so much the actress's fault. They just they're usually like side characters, but she's a main character in this movie. Yeah. Um, let me see. I put down uh I also put down K, but I also put down Lucas the boatman, the captain. So I just thought he's he's got a good a bunch of really good lines. He's fun. Yeah. Yeah. He is a good character as well. I did like him. Um and I also put down David. Um, Kay's love interest, I thought was just generally uh he's always trying to do the right thing, you know. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he clearly wants to protect the environment that he's in. He doesn't want to harm any of the animals and their wildlife. Um, yeah. So I kind of had to put him down, and he's pretty respectful to Kay. Like, um, you know, usually back in the days we might not have seen that that kind of thing going on with women in history at that point you know yes yeah he definitely uh shines in the like true man department like yeah a good man figure because yeah yeah, a lot of the guys in that era when you watch old movies which i've seen a lot of recently they're very male chauvinist yeah (laughs) it's just it's a man's world at that point but yeah this movie isn't about that it's it's a very inclusive movie yeah, I know. I'm surprised Kay wasn't slapped around at one point. Snap <laughs> out yeah. of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the old Bond movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a oh, one quick side note, and then we'll move on quickly. In James Bond, the third movie, Goldfinger, there's a scene where he's talking to uh, the his boss, Sean Connery's talking to his boss, and the girl walks in, and she's like, the girl of the movie, the Bond girl, basically. Mm-hmm. And she starts talking and Bond turns her around, smacks her on the ass and says, see ya, darling. We're having man talk. 
<laughs> every fucking time I see it, I just, oh my god, it's one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I, I, I always, I wish that a movie today would do something like that, not to piss people off, just just for the shock value. <laughs> like, <laughs> like people in the theater would be like, what the uh -huh. fuck? Like, yeah, just blows my mind. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, he's a good character, though. Yeah. Um, who's your least favorite character? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with the dude trying to kill the creature <laughs> through the whole fucking <laughs> second half of the movie. Cause it, uh, it's, it's weird. It's a weird movie because the, like, the creature. It is just defending itself, but at the same time, if you thought of it in the likes of like an alligator, you wouldn't have a problem killing the alligator if you if it was gonna attack you, right? It's a it's a weird movie. Like it True. it borders on this thing where it's like because it's making the creature feel so human, it makes you feel like you just don't you don't know who to side with. Like the people, the guys are just reacting as if they're seeing this alligator trying to kill them basically. So they're trying to kill it back. But yeah, there's a, there's a lot of hidden messaging in this movie. True. I totally agree with that. Um, yeah. I also went with Mark. Um, yes. Mark. That's his name. Yeah. Um, I think the way, just the way he tries to like demean people, um, Especially Kay, because they're also like a former love interest as well, I believe. It's kind of heavily portrayed that way, that there's this love triangle going on. Yeah, you can definitely feel that there, for yeah. sure. If and there I... wasn't, then those two actors definitely did something offset. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then there's uh, there's him just trying, constantly just trying to get his hands on the monster just for... The money's sake, right? It's just all yes. about him getting the money. And that's yeah, it's the classic it. King Kong thing where it's like there's always a greedy bastard trying to exploit it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, Mark hands down, the worst. Um, Who'd you go with for best acting? Um, I would have to give it to Kay for the best acting because I, I really enjoyed, like, I, there's a part where the creature's creeping up behind her and she turns around and screams and her facial expression actually sells the scream so well that I, I I think I even made like a like a little bit of a face like a scream face when I was watching it kind of it, it, her acting was really freaking good to me yep. kind of blew my mind I wasn't expecting like we said already I wasn't expecting much in the acting department and she delivered like a decent performance i'm surprised she wasn't nominated back then but i guess they wouldn't touch horror movies the academy back then <laughs> no but probably not no they still don't <laughs> <laughs> no they still barely do the they'll squeeze one in for political purposes here and there but not because they loved it <laughs> but yeah that, that movie's good i i, I think she's she deserves my pick for best actor. But here's the thing. I I do think everyone does a good job. Like, it's not just her. Like, even the, the Mark guy, he does a good job at portraying a, just a prick. And the guy in the creature suit technically does a great job, too. Like, his movements and, and the suit and everything sell it really well. It's good acting all around. Like, if I had to rate 
acting as a whole in this movie. It's definitely one of the best acted movies of the Universal Classic Monsters, in my opinion. Okay. Nice. Um, I definitely agree with that. Like, I, I would put the main three, Julia Adams, Richard Denning, and Richard... Uh, oh, they're both named Richard. Richard Charleston, uh, as well as being probably all equally great in this in their roles but yeah like you said like everybody's pretty good like the boat driver is good um yeah the other doctor i believe his name is uh edward thompson um the uh, wit bissell is his name uh he's good too i don't have a problem with anybody's acting in this movie um no at all no nope, there's I, no problem with the acting period like if you were to rank the acting by itself I would have to give it top notches because there's nothing where I'm like, ooh, that was rough. Yeah. So it has to, especially for the time period. It's crazy. Well, that being said, did you have anybody for worst acting? Uh, not really, but I will. The well, the first kill of the movie where the creature is killing the guys inside the tent. The uh. The one guy's facial expression when he's about to get clawed, (laughs) I guess I could give it to that. Like, he doesn't look very scared. It's just, like, dumb-faced, basically. Yeah. But that's about it. Uh, There's not much in the bad acting department to go with. I know. I pretty much, uh, I went with the extras. They're pretty, pretty over the top was what I wrote down. Yeah, that that too. Like, they're, they're eccentric, like, running around crazy basically like it's three stooges mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah <laughs> um what do you think of the score and well i guess it's just score there is no soundtrack for this movie but yeah i i actually love the score and uh like uh every time the creatures attacking they played like the same tone do you want to know how many uh times they played it yeah i do now I did count it, but they play it twice, and like every time they do it, so it's like a banana, and yes. they'll and they'll do it again. So I just counted it the first time they did it. So if you wanted to count both times, you could also times this number by two. But I got five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, twenty-six, twenty-seven, twenty-eight. They did it twenty-eight. Twenty-eight times throughout the whole movie. Jeez. And, yeah, and that's just for the first single cue. I don't know if they. Would, if you count both of those but yeah you probably get over 50 which i think in the documentary it says there's something like they played it like 50 times throughout yes yeah that i did see that in the documentary where the but here's the thing though it, it works like it, it <laughs> i liked it like i actually enjoyed them just doing the same thing like that over and over again because it i don't know it didn't take away it didn't try to be over dramatic they, they're obviously just using the budget they have and the talent they had on hand and the guy came up with an awesome sound so he was just like fuck it let's go with it <laughs> let's just yeah. use it again and again and again i do like the score for the most part like every other part of it i think is really good I like even the sound design is pretty good you can tell it's kind of shot on like a florida back lot but like the sound yeah. like you hear the monkeys and the birds in the background and it's black and white too which is nice so it kind of hides the fact that you can see all those palm trees in the background. Yes, yes. It's definitely not the Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> <What> they say. 
Um, it's a beautiful set, though. Yeah, I like it. it does look good. Like, I'd yeah. like to go there. Yeah, I really enjoyed the set. Like, uh, multiple times when I was watching it, I was seeing that, and I'm like, God, like, this set piece is just, like, perfect for this movie. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, they just built that lagoon. It's not huge. It's just nice and, like, perfect size for that film. Yeah. It works good. I, I think it's gorgeous. I'd really like to see this movie in color. But at the same yeah, time, that'd it, might be ruin, it might ruin it, but like I would like to check it out in color. Yeah, just for the fuck of it. Like I know the movie The Mist came out with a black and white version yeah. on the Blu-ray, and it's actually really fucking cool. I watched it the black and white, and it's like it feels like an old fifties monster movie. It's freaking cool. Yeah, I like that was the supposed to be the point of that one too, right? I have, yeah, I have, I have the DVD version of that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I. Yes, I had the DVD. I, I ended up getting rid of it because I got the Blu-ray upgrade. But yeah, it, it's it's freaking cool, and now it would be cool to reverse that, like you were saying. Yeah, I know they've done color. it. Like, they've done it a few times, I think, with movies before. Have they not? Like, I'm pretty sure um, I've heard it being done. Yes, I can't name the movies, but I know it has been done. And usually, people complain about it, but I would still <laughs> like to see it. Yeah, like who cares? Complain about. Everybody's got to complain about something. Yeah, I know. The 4K complaints on the internet are just insane. Like, one frame in the movie will look like a DVD copy. Yep. Because they just couldn't find that frame and scan it properly, right? (laughs) And then that's all people will talk about. I paid $40 for this 4K, and it had this frame, and this one tiny little one-second scene that sucked. Oh, yeah. God, man, be fortunate. It's lucky. <laughs> we're lucky to be getting this damn stuff. There Period. Was a, huh? I was watching a 4K review of uh, the Fright Night release that just came out, and there were some people talking about how it was like, oh, it was a little too like glowy in some frames or whatever. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Just shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, I know. Just yeah, it's th- the best it's ever looked, ever yeah. probably will look for the rest of eternity. Yeah, just be thankful you have you got it yes it's it we're living in a very lucky time right now like half these movies that are coming out it, i never thought in a million years you'd even be able to get them anymore like i i truly thought that we were seeing the end of physical media and to be honest it's picked up it's better now than it was even in the 2000s i think when everybody was collecting I, now, like, they were only putting out the same big-name Hollywood movies over and over again, and now we're getting all these boutique labels putting out stuff that has never even seen the light of day. It's freaking amazing. Yeah. A lot of the time we're living in right now. Definitely. Um, I don't know. Sam usually takes over this department, but uh, do you have any uh, favorite costumes or outfits? Uh, well, you have to mention the creature, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> his I think it's definitely one of the best creature designs of all time. That's a tough statement, obviously, because there is so many. But it's legendary. Like it just the swamp monster, like every single swamp monster and creature and Gilman and all of them have always just taken from that design at that, at that point, basically. And it's a, it's a creepy costume too. Like, there's a couple spots where I noticed on the 4K when his face is staring 
uh, his eyes started glowing green on the 4K. And they were going like in circles and they went green a bit. And it it was actually kind of cool. It looked alien-like. And I don't know if they added it in the 4K version. So I don't remember it doing that in the DVD. But but it looked really nice. And I, I would have like, yes, the creature is the best costume in the movie. And I'll go with the girl in her bathing suit as number two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, my wife's going to be listening to this. <laughs> um, Definitely the dude that doesn't put a shirt on the whole time and he has like a manly hairy chest. <laughs> no, uh, David. <laughs> yeah, it's just the whole movie. He's just walking around with his big manly chest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like perfectly shaped in that classic 50s and 60s like British guy, like uh, Sean Connery style. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with him. He had a good costume. <laughs> nice. Do you have any other than that? Um, I put down like uh, I put down their safari, their safari hats. They almost look like helmets. Yeah. you remember? <laughs> yeah. you remember uh, Darth Helmet from Spaceballs when he's in like the dunes? Yeah, yeah. It just reminded me of that. I was, <laughs> I was watching like. Like, that's okay, funny actually Darth i didn't Helmet even head. think of that um, but yeah right they do look like that yeah but other than that i don't have any other ones no no there's not a whole lot of costumes other than the creature it's everybody's just in their bathing suits basically the whole movie yeah bathing suits or safari outfit yep. yeah there's a couple of doctor labs they're in their lab suits for a couple scenes and then can look pretty much it yeah yeah it's pretty simple um We'll move on to memorable lines. Memorable lines. Ooh, I didn't write anything down for this one. I um, down some. Jeez. I'll let you go with a couple while I think about it. Okay. Um, I wrote down aqua lungs just because I thought it was funny that that's what <laughs> the scuba tanks are called. Aqua lungs? Oh, come on and help me get my aqua lungs. I'm going for a swim. <laughs> <laughs> that is pretty good actually i I missed that it must have been like freaking daydreaming or something <laughs> I, I don't remember hearing that part that's yeah, funny they, they say it quite a few times um <laughs> let me see i said uh um everything in the jungle is a killer um that's by lucas the boatman yeah yeah that was a good one uh See the problem is I kind of I was writing it down and then another line would be said so I'd mess it up. Um, Mark, um, a world shaking find, all right. A world, yeah, it says shaking. I'm assuming he's being sarcastic. Yeah, yeah, it's probably a funny line. Yeah, because Mark was the dick. So. <laughs> yeah, it's probably something douchebaggy that you yeah. thought was funny. Yep. Sounds right. Um, I also have. Uh, I can't remember who says this. Oh, Lucas says it because it's it's in uh, when he's talking about getting out of the lagoon. He says it's impossible, but Lucas will do it. <laughs> I, I really like Lucas. Lucas was boss. Yeah, that is funny. It's impossible, but Lucas will do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Let me see. Uh, Mark also says, "Come on, David. Uh, you can play house later," which I thought was a dick move. <laughs> yeah, 
little jealous, jealousy going on. Yeah, there's a lot of tension because of the girl there. <laughs> yeah. Um, can't remember. Uh, one of the, I think it's Doctor Thomas, says dedication doesn't mean risking the lives of others. Yeah, that's but, a good line. Yeah, I like that one too because that's where Mark is trying to push for them to stay and get the get the creature after I think two people have died. Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a good line. That's like makes sense that one. Yeah. Um, for a merman, he sure takes a damn fine picture. That's also <laughs> sarcastic because they missed him in the picture. <laughs> and, and then I think I got one more. Um, uh, David says uh, we're trapped in fighting for our lives, and you're worried about, and all you're worried about is proof. Yeah, yeah, that was a good line too. Yeah, I think everybody's got like some good lines. It's just hard to keep up. Like, yes, that's a, like like I said, this was my first, technically my first time watching it because I was really sucked in at the moment because I knew I was putting it in 4K for the first time. So I didn't really, I I just kind of was sucked right into the movie. I didn't even think to, to write down lines and stuff. But yeah. but I I knew you would uh, have a few because you uh. You write them down, so I thought I'd let you go, and then I can laugh at what you pick. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all those are good, actually. Um, I skipped over cinematography. So, what do you think of the cinematography? Yeah, I love it. I think it's like, well, it's it's really good for its time. Obviously, like all the underwater shooting, and I imagine working with cameras back then underwater wasn't easy. It's probably difficult to do that. And then uh, some of the shots, like when the creature, uh, when they shoot it with, or sorry, no, it, it when it climbs up onto their boat, this is one of the shots that stood out to me, climbs up onto their boat and it's sneaking up the side and then it knocks the lantern, the lantern scares the shit out of it and it jumps into the water, swims away a bit and then stands up out of the water. And it, it, it's a really nice shot right there. It, it's, it seems like something you could put as like your background on your phone or something. Yeah. It was just like a picture perfect shot. That was really nice. I think the camera works excellent, actually, when I think about it deeply like this. It, I can't think of anything that was bad. It, it was all done very well. Like the like I said, with the underwater shooting, I met like that was probably a guy swimming around underwater with the camera trying to do it and he does a good job at not making it super shaky it's all steady pretty well done i like cinematography would be top notch for me too if i had to rank it yeah i agree i think all the underwater shots are really really nice um and for back then at that time too i can't uh can't believe they pulled it off and managed to keep it so nice yeah it was probably a lot of work and then also like another mention is the fact like when they're shooting the monster swimming underneath the woman Yep. underneath k she like that's all good shooting as well like i know that's more writing than cinematography but the the fact that they uh wrote to shoot it like that just have it like swimming directly underneath her because that kind of stuff growing up like whenever i went swimming in lakes and stuff you always feel like there's something underneath your feet 
that it adds a level of scariness and who obviously when they're making the movie they knew that people felt that way in real life that there's always something swimming underneath you so they definitely went to capitalize on that scariness of it i like that that's not cinematography but it's uh good writing definitely and that's still one of the most iconic shots of the movie right like that's oh yeah that's the biggest scene in the whole movie though yeah it's one of the most iconic shots in like horror history i would say probably like it's up there like it's up there on levels of like uh uh like uh in psycho or norman Bates. yeah the shower and then at at the end norman Bates' smile yeah that's a pretty iconic scene it's up there with stuff like that in my opinion i imagine in most people's opinion oh definitely um so cinematography is good. Do you have any line? Well, since I don't know if you wrote anything, but did you have any lines that you didn't like? Uh, um, I not really. There wasn't anything badly written. I think it was all written pretty well, to be honest. There, I didn't write anything down, so there was nothing that stood out. Obviously, where I had to go and write it down, but. There was also no like uh, lines of that were are outdated. It's like it's a, it's a pretty forward thinking movie when you think about it. Like it it doesn't feel like sometimes some of those old movies will have lines that are cringy because of how like out of time they are. Yeah. <laughs> this one doesn't do that because it's a forward thinking movie, right? It's already progressive basically, so it doesn't have a lot of. But I, actually, I would say it has no bad lines unless you can name one. Catch me off guard here. No, actually, I can't. I, I, nope, I got nothing. I didn't find there's, there's no misogynistic lines. There's, uh, no racial lines either. Like, it's, no. it's surprising. Yeah, it actually is. Uh, like I said, I've seen a lot of old movies and they usually you can find some offensive shit in them. Yep. That would offend somebody. Not that. It matters because you should always have that stuff available because you don't want to forget about the f- history. Uh, I love watching the movies for that reason because it it's they're like time capsules. They bring you to a time that just is mind blowing. It's why I've been enjoying old movies so much because it's just that I've never seen them. Like I I always have been like a nineties, two thousands, two thousands, tens person, little bit of eighties, and for the last two years i've been deep diving into like just the old old like even 20 silent films and shit and pre-code movies and i'm finding so much enjoyment of it because it's like a brand new experience so it's like something you've never seen before like when you go see the newest action movie that's kind of the same as the last action movie right? it's not it's not that much different it's the same type of story but with a lot of those older movies it's just insane how out of time they are and they would be offensive to a lot of people, but they're also just, they're a living time machine is what I'm trying to say, I guess. Yep. It's it's cool to go back and see what people were like in those eras, what they thought was funny and what they thought was scary and shit like that. It's, it's wild. I love picturing myself in a movie theater when, like, when I was watching that, picturing yourself in the movie theater surrounded by a bunch of people that were probably screaming at certain parts in creature from the black <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like it's it just blows my mind it always puts a smile on my face 
<clears throat> gives you an extra appreciation for those things. Oh, definitely. Um, how about a favorite kill? Favorite kill. Um, I actually. I, <laughs> um, I was gonna say the creature just to be funny. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I actually liked the two kills at the beginning in the tent. To be honest, like, yeah. even just because of the cheese factor, like the guy's dumbfounded face, and it, it's also shot well as well. Like they keep panning out and doing the shadows of him when he's about to kill them that way they don't get like the movie basically ain't allowed in theaters right so they have to keep it really pg but i i like that first the first kill probably the best i would say mind you when he grabs onto the guy underwater that one's pretty freaking good too and he's struggling with them underwater that one's a good one too what's it with yours that's the one i went with i went with mark's death yes that that's that's probably the right the right answer to be honest. That is the best kill in the movie. Hey, there's no right answer. It's just <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I changed my opinion into yours. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually like that kill better than the first one. It's it's cool. A... it's cool. I like the little chase too that they have beforehand. Mark's trying to gun him down. The Gill Man, anyways. Yes. Spoon gun, and then uh, and then he gets his comeuppance and. I like uh, what it starts out with the Gill Man going up and dragging him down, like probably like what a what any kind of alpha sea creature would do to drown their prey, right? Yep, yep, exactly. Let's try yeah. drown them first. Yeah, eat them later. <laughs> yes, I really, I really like that kill, and he just deserved to die so much. So, yeah, yeah, he's literally on a fucking rampage to kill it. <laughs> yeah, kill it. you feel I bad. For... It's just trying to get away. I I haven't seen this movie in so long. I forgot that he even died. I just uh, there's so yeah. many things I for, I forgot the kill count on this movie because I think I wrote down the first two because I was like, oh, those are probably the only two people that die. And then and then uh, Z gets killed, and then uh, another character dies, and then Mark dies. So like, there's five deaths in this movie. It's a pretty yeah. high body count for a it is. movie. Oh yeah, it is. There's a lot of those movies, a lot of them I've seen anyway. Hmm. There's probably a lot that are brutal that I haven't seen, but all the ones I've seen, it is very low body counts. It's more about just look at this creature we've created. Yeah. But yeah, this we wasn't wasn't scared to show some kills, which is pretty cool. It's probably why it became so legendary in history too, right? Yeah, just that fact that people went to the theater and they seen people get killed and they were probably like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, this... that wasn't like war related too back in the day, right? Cause... Yes, exactly. Ooh. Yeah, you could go to a war movie and see lots of people die, but it's a different kind of death. Yeah. Um. Do you have a least favorite kill? Um. Uh. Not really. Uh, not any least where I'm like, ooh, that one sucked. But uh, if I had to say one, I would just, I would go with, I'd contradict myself and I would pick <laughs> the stupid dude at the beginning in his <laughs> dumb face <laughs> by contradicting myself. But yeah, I, 
there's none that like they're all good kills because of the timeline, like the time era that the films filmed in. So like they're I appreciate what they did for that for that time. Like obviously they can't slash someone's head off their shoulders. Yeah, <laughs> the movie would have been banned everywhere on earth. But <laughs> so the, the kills are all pretty solid for what they're working with, in my opinion. Yeah, like uh, yeah, this one was hard too. Um, I don't even have his name here. I can't see it. Uh, it would be Chico's buddy. Um, the the gill man just comes on the boat and he just gets taken into the water with him. And then he, Chico starts screaming about how his friend's gone and the demon got him. And that's, that's right, it. off but, screen. Yeah, you don't see any of it. So that was the only one I would put down. Yep, that makes sense. Yeah, an off-screen death where they just had to get rid of a character and couldn't do it. Yeah. So yeah, that makes sense. Um, what about? Hey, oh, It's all good. I'm tired too tonight. <laughs> <laughs> um, gore factor and special effects. Uh, well, gore factor. You can't. You can't really go too high, but here's the thing for the time you have to give it decent score because like that if you consider like the what the creature looks like as gore, I guess you could give it points there. But that category is kind of obsolete because there's not there's no gore really. It's it's just like uh the creature's creepiness would be the goriest part of the movie, I'm guessing. But, uh, uh, what was the other one? Sorry. Just special effects. Yeah. Special effects. They, uh, <laughs> what can you say? They're great for the time. You can't do much better for that era. Like you're, you don't have computers to work with. It's just, just what you can create basically and think of. And what better can you do? With uh, the creature suit and that. Yeah, I definitely agree. I love I love the back of the creature. I think it looks so good. Like he's like swimming away. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it's it's his, insane how much his, work they put into that. Yeah, his spine just moves with his body. I just think it looks excellent. Yes. Um, did you notice that after the creature gets shot, this is the you can see the little bullet holes in him. Yep, I seen yeah. that. I I think today was the first time I actually ever noticed that. Yeah, yeah, I did notice that too, and uh, it might be because I'm watching it in 4K as well. So there's, it's really like it actually fit my whole screen, which is unusual. Yeah, like I, which is cool. Like it feels like you can see more, even though you can't. But it feels like you can see more. So I did notice that, like when he was walking near the end there after being shot, he had all the bullet holes in his chest, a couple of them at least that I noticed. Yeah, because I never noticed that. Cool. I think uh, mine was in the. I can't remember if mine was full screen or not on the DVD. Yeah, I don't remember. I haven't watched the DVD in a long time. I just fucking watched it and I don't remember. I think it was full screen. I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Um, how about storyline and pacing? Um, I would say that it's damn near perfect in both of the categories, to be honest. Like storyline how can you get much better like crew here's the thing though i guess i do have to take some points out just because it has been done before 
like the storyline is crew goes to place, finds killer monster, tries to kill it, it kills them. Yeah. That if you take it as the basic storyline, but there's so much hidden messaging and meaning to it that like it, it the storyline's perfect, I would say. Like it, you have to give it top notches just for its hidden messaging. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Um I like the dynamic with the love triangle going on as well. Yeah. Um the sympathy yeah. you feel for the creature, which I think yeah. is just a normal standard for any of the universal classic monster movie you always feel it, bad for them other than it's always a love story right like yeah. the only one you probably don't feel bad for is dracula but yeah um, and even him at the end it's still a love story like he just wants to find love basically yeah <laughs> like um i find this movie actually like like you said very like forward thinking like the whole intro i totally forgot about how they just like announced like how the earth was just created in the big bang and then see the life came from the sea so evolution yes and i was like they're talking about things that you weren't really allowed to even talk about yeah that just totally go beyond like christian beliefs and stuff so i was like holy fuck this is this is pretty incredible for a monster movie that came out in like 53 or whatever that's right and it can it it can be credited with kind of the birth of modern horror basically if you think of it in that way like i don't know for sure this is just me giving my random off the top of my head thoughts it's not like i've looked into any of this to verify my facts but if like the fact that of what you just said there like that it's so modern thinking i'm guessing that a lot of movie directors that came 20 30 years later probably seen that in theater and it really gave them inspiration to push the norm i'm guessing mm-hmm. if you know what i mean like because a movie did it first yeah like it, it didn't toe the line and so i'm guessing it probably influenced a lot of people like i know it influenced Guillermo del toro it's one of his favorite movies of all time i know that because i've heard him say it plus the movie he made shape of water is like a homage to it yeah but uh yeah it's it's great. It's what more can I say about that, really? Yeah, I also like the uh, hidden. Uh, it's not really hidden, but it's uh, the littering, uh, wrecking the environment. Yep, allegory yep. as well. That's thrown in there. Yep, that's it's a they have base. They have all the messaging in there. That it, here's the thing. I don't always like because I'm really mixed on these political topics, but. I don't always like a movie that's all about hate mankind, love earth. And I do think that this one does a good job at making you like both. Like it, it isn't being like mankind's evil, fuck mankind, kill them all. Like some movies are just too far in that direction. (laughs) And it throws it. I usually get irritated by that because I don't believe that. I actually think mankind's beautiful too. And we're, we're here too, right? We're just as beautiful as the animals. So I just don't agree with that far of thinking so that they do a great job with the women, with the woman, with uh, Kay, at making you realize that like mankind's great too. So it, it does a great job of towing the line without like 
being just a hardcore political statement. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Everybody can agree with it. It's not pushing anybody out. That's what I like about that. Yeah. Um, how about favorite scenes? Uh, favorite. Oh, there's so many. Fuck. Um, favorite scenes. Where do I even start? I I'm just gonna start right at the beginning. His hand coming out. Yeah. <laughs> like the first time you see his hand come out of the water that's an awesome scene like i it's not scary anymore like obviously when you watch it now if you were watching it for the very first time and you were about 15 to 20 years old you wouldn't even care probably but you have to really put yourself in that timeline that era because seeing that hand come out i can imagine it probably scared the shit out of some people oh yeah it's so creepy looking and you're like oh my god and that's what's amazing about it is that it the storyline not to get off of what we're on for a sec but the the fact that it did such a great job of making people terrified of the creature and then by the end you love the creature it's a that's an awesome thing too right yeah but that's that's the very first scene i'll let you go to the second one you go to another one um I put the I like the boatman scaring the gators with his big horn. Yeah, he just <laughs> sees the gator sitting there, and then he just ha- cranks on his horn, and the, the gator just scurries off. I like. <laughs> yeah, funny. I don't know. Lucas Lucas got to me. I like him as a character. Yeah, yeah, he is good. Everything he does is like got comedy element to it, which is nice. Yeah, he's definitely the like comic that. relief. Yeah, uh, another one is the boat one that I told you about already that I brought up is where he is swimming away from the boat and stands up in the shallow end. Yeah. Looks back at them and they're all seeing it like fully out of the water for the first time. Yeah. I put that that's, one down too. That's a good scene. That's very uh iconic. Obviously the iconic one we've talked about already with it underneath the girl swimming. Oh yeah. That scene speaks for itself. Uh what else do you have? Um, I put down um, the first underwater look at the creature. So it's just, it's a quick look, but he's just in the seaweeds. He's watching and he's yep. got, his like eyes are like black and from the yes. shadows and everything like that. And I just think it gives him a super creepy look. Yeah. It's, I was just going to add that to what you're saying. It's the creepiest he looks in the whole movie. Yeah. At that moment. Like, um, It looks like a creature stalking its prey basically yeah that's yeah. what it's doing there right yep so i really like i like that um the underwear water chasing between mark and david swimming uh swimming after the creature with the harpoon gun so that's when mark would be would uh would die as well yep. so that whole chase that's scene. a whole that's a good sequence yeah and it's hard to, it would be hard to do that like yeah, I think you're swimming after somebody with holding a giant camera, and I'm yeah. I'm, I can't remember if they had something to like, like uh, it'll be like a dolly system almost in the water Probab- or something. Probably, like they didn't really talk about it in the making of. No, but I I assume they probably had something to keep the camera somewhat steady. But I'm guessing it was probably a guy underwater for a good part of it. Yeah, and I know those cameras back because it was also 
I believe this was a 3D underwater movie. Yep. So like, yeah, I like, wrote that down actually because I seen that in the the uh, bonus features. It was originally released in 3D. Yeah, like those. I remember them saying something about how big the cameras were, and it was just yep. insane. That's right. They were like beast cameras. I remember somebody complaining about it. One of the cameramen was complaining yeah. about how big the cameras were that they had to work with. It's phenomenal, though. Yeah. I love the work that goes into the movies. It, it fascinates me. It always has since I was really young. Same. <laughs> Do you have any other scenes? Uh, there's so many. Like, honestly, every scene that the creature's in could be considered a great scene. Like, even the end, not to spoiler alert, but the creature's death is an intense scene like it's brutal yeah it makes you feel like really like they went there they're uh, they're gonna kill the fucking thing <laughs> like it, it that scene it kind of took me off guard because i didn't remember the creature dying because i hadn't seen it in a few years and i thought that because there's two sequels that the creature wouldn't die so when it dies at the end i was like kind of like holy fuck that's actually quite intense. It's yeah. an intense ending. Like people were probably crying in the theater back then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I like that scene. That scene's awesome, I guess, because like as much as I would have liked it the other way as well, like it, the movie still would have been great, even if the creature lived. Yeah. Like it would have been a cool thing there too. But to have it just die and then just credits the end immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, that's cool. Yeah, I like that too. I like when you get to see Kay on the rock in the in the cave. I think that's a really cool set piece. That's right. Yep. That's a good one too. It's really beautiful looking. Um let me see. I like when Mark tries to bully uh the captain into stain. And then uh he's like, No, 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 I'm the captain, I'm the boss out here on the waters, and then he pulls the knife and puts it up to his throat and is like, Did you have anything else to say there, buddy boy? <laughs> yeah that's a good scene yeah other than that I, I think it's like you said man like this whole movie is really good i'm gonna be honest yeah let's just say like the whole movie's a good scene right from beginning to end yeah it's perfect amount of time too does the movie doesn't stay overstay its welcome yeah because it's it says it's a uh, hour 19 on the run yeah. time, i believe but like when you include like credits and stuff like that it's probably like an hour 15 yes yeah it, it's it it's why I really have appreciation for a lot of the older movies, especially the Universal Monster films, is their run times. Like they you they just get into it. They give you a really good short story. Like it's and they're not short either. They they feel like full stories. Yeah. Like they didn't leave anything out. I love it. I think that's great. Um, least favorite scenes. Do you got any? We know we just talked about how great the movie is. Do you got any least ones? <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's a hard contradictory right there. Um, well, not really. I guess you could just go with the fact that they killed the creature. It it kind of pisses you off a bit because you like the creature. That would probably be my least favorite, but that. Other than that, there's not there's not much. There, 
it's not that there isn't much. There's literally nothing, to be honest, that doesn't belong there in the movie. So I don't know. Do you have anything for least favorite? I have one, and I think it's an out of, I think it's an out of character scene, and it's where Kay throws her cigarette butt into the water. Oh wow! I didn't even notice that. Yeah, and then the creatures underneath and watching. And huh. Like, as she's like a marine biologist, I would think that would be like the last thing she would do. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they fucked up, obviously. Yeah, so I'm like, yeah, that just doesn't really make any sense to me. But like, other than that, I, I, I also don't have any other scenes. I think that was the only thing that kind of got under my skin a little bit. Yeah, that'd be that. That's actually a big mistake. I wonder how many people have noticed that 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 happens because you, they'd be like her just. Being like, but I love nature, and then throws a bag of garbage in the water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking very contradictory. Um, the killer, I guess, the creature from the Black Lagoon. I don't know if we can say any more about the creature than we already have. Yeah, it speaks for itself. Anybody that's seen the movie, I doubt there's a whole lot of people that have watched that movie and have been like, "Ooh, that was shit." Like. Yeah. It, you know what I mean? Like, how many people would probably hate that movie? There's not a lot. So, like, the creature speaks for itself. It's pretty much the, the whole movie is about this awesome creature they created and the storyline behind it. Man and nature. Yeah. How we need to, like, live as one, basically. That's what the story is. I love it. Yeah, same. Uh, this is definitely one of my favorite creatures of the Universal Monster movies. Um, I think the look is great and it's iconic. Um, I love uh, all the little detailed scales it's got. Like, it's so detailed and it's for the time that's insane. Um, yeah, and they didn't have to. They could have just rushed it like every other fifties monster movie I've seen. Oh yeah, they could have. Like, uh, there was that one werewolf movie where they literally just put like <laughs> furry eyebrows on and like some canines, <laughs> sharp canines, and that was like the werewolf transformation. Yes, they could have done that, but like they went all out for this creature, and he looks great. Um, like you can see, like the gills moving when he's on air, or when he's on land. Yep, which yep. is a really cool effect. I noticed that it was really cool. His breathing outside of water. Yeah. So definitely a lot of love went into the creation and design of this character, and it shows on the screen one hundred percent. Got to give Universal a lot of credit. For those movies because like a lot of people don't think of it deeply like that but they created like everything when you think about it like but i know they were taking adapted stories from like mary shelley and stuff but yeah. the fact that they like just brought all these characters to life in the best way they could have basically like you couldn't have done better for all of them dracula frankenstein the mummy Wolfman, like they're all just so insane creature from the Black Lagoon. But those that studio deserves a hell of a lot of credit for basically giving us horror movies in general. Yeah. Uh, like with if they didn't come if they didn't start it, it might never have started. It's wild. Yeah. Um, do you have a scary rating for this movie? Um, I would give it a decent score based on like if I was living in the fifties, obviously. Like it, I think it would be, I, I'm guessing it was probably really scary to people back then just because of how many kills it does, how creepy the creature is. 
then people like uh because it was a religious timeline era and very like uptight in that time era as well i'm guessing the fact that people were feeling feelings that they didn't want to feel yeah. like the fact that you, you love the creature at the end i bet you a lot of people came out very confused of their feelings and uh yeah i i would give it for the 50s and based on other things i've seen from the 50s i would have to give it like at least a like a six probably out of 10 because there isn't a lot to compare it to like the blob from the 50s is creepy as well war of the worlds is creepy um yeah i'd give it like a six or sorry what's your score um i, I, I always base, i'm gonna base on now but I'd probably like I don't know if you're if I was watching this as a kid maybe it freaked me out a little bit, but I'm probably gonna give it like a one. Yeah, like let's be honest, it is a one. I'm not scared at all of the movie. Like it, it's it's not scary, but based on the time, if you're reviewing it, if I was living in the fifties, it'd be really scary. Yeah. Nowadays, nothing at all. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. Um, do you, uh, rewatchability and would you recommend? Yes, I would, uh, full like thumbs, thumbs up for both of those. They, uh, the rewatchability, I'm actually like later tonight, I'm probably going to watch number two and three nice. <laughs> just because I haven't seen those in years. So I want to check those out and I'll probably rewatch this again this week with my wife when she's home because she's never seen it so okay. and i'm guessing she would actually it would help build her appreciation for the era because some of the top-notch films like this one they're a real good starting point for somebody that's never seen something from that era yep because they watch it and it's impossible to hate so it's i'll probably watch again this week <laughs> yeah so definitely Lots of rewatchability, and I'd recommend it to anybody that wants to dive into that era of films for sure. Yeah, I definitely, uh, I'll probably rewatch it again too. I want Sam to rewatch it. I want Sam to watch it with me, and uh, I definitely recommend it. It's a, it is a good starting point, and uh, like Frank make make him, make her a deal. To make, go suck it up. Is say, can she hear me right now? No, she can't. No, okay. No, I was gonna say suck it up and go watch Barbie with her, <laughs> and then force her to watch some of the Universal Monster movies with you. <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, no, I refuse. Nothing. All right. Um. Okay. Well, that being said, let's get into our final score. So we have a score out of five, and they're all emojis. Um. Um, a poop being the lowest emoji, a okay being the middle emoji, and a 100 being the highest emoji. And then you can do highs and lows. Um, you know how it goes. Yep, yep. I, I'm just going to be straight up, and I know you probably agree. I'm just going to go, like, 100, like, it, for that time era, and even today, 
this would be a movie that someone today could watch and they'd be like, oh, wow, is that ever good? So I would have to go 100 on that. Yeah, same. They did a perfect job. Like They created, like you said, one of the greatest monsters in history. It's been ripped off a thousand times since. It's basically birthed the modern horror. Yeah, I 100%. Yeah, I totally agree from the how it looks to the creature, the acting's all good, the messages underneath of it. I think you can watch this movie and um get something different out of it every time you watch it. Um so yeah, I definitely would agree with you and give it a hundred percent as well. Yes. Um with, let's get into some fun facts on this movie then. I yeah, uh, I don't know any of these. I know, I'm wondering if I'm gonna know any of them either, actually. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, some of these names are going to be pretty hard. Two different stuntmen were used to portray the creature, and therefore, two different suits were used in the movie. Rico Browning played the creature when it was uh in the water and wore a lighter suit. Ben Chapman played the creature when it was out of the water with a darker suit. Hmm. Yeah. I actually, I think they did mention that in the... In the doc. Yeah. yeah. Same, actually, after I read it. Uh, Riku, I think this one, too, was mentioned. Riku Browning, a professional diver and swimmer, was required to hold his breath up for up to four minutes at a time for his underwater role as the Gilman. The director's logic was that air would have to travel through the monster's gill and thus air bubbles from his mouth and nose must not be seen. Thus, the costume was designed. Without an air tank and the subsequent films, this detailed was ignored and air can be seen emanating from the top of the creature's head. Did you know oh, that? I I didn't actually, but that is wild. Yeah, so every time you see the creature in screen when he's out of water, if you look at the very top of his head, you can see an air bubble constantly coming out of there. Oh, wow. That's wild. I'll have to keep an eye out for that on the set and other viewing. <laughs> Uh, the creature's appearance was based off a 17th century woodcuts of two bizarre creatures called Sea Monk and the Sea Bishop. The creature's final head was designed of that of the Sea Monk, but the original discarded head was based off that of the Sea Bishop. Huh. That's because, cool. Yeah, this was the second design. Look, I don't know if there's a... Yeah, you know that from the documentary, too. Right? Yeah, it did talk about that. Yeah. Um, Julie Adams noted that the making of the film was an extremely pleasant process and that the cast and crew got along quite well. She explained that she felt sympathetic towards the monster. Adams said there's always the feeling of compassion for the monster. I think that maybe it touches something in ourselves, maybe the darker part of ourselves that long to be loved and I think uh, and think that they can't really be loved. It strikes a chord within us. Yep, true, true. Can't disagree um, with that. Let me see. This was originally produced in 3D, which we brought up. Uh, Melissa and Patrick created the design of the monster, although Bud Westrom, who was head of the Universal Makeup Department, would, would take credit, credit publicly for the creature's design. So he stole her design. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Julie Adams performed all of her own stunts. Gringer Stanley performed the underwater scenes. 
She also was K when the monster drove dove off the Rita with her. Oh, Rita's the name of the boat. Yeah, yeah, the boat. That's right. Um, let's see here. Uh, Rico Browning, the stuntman who provided the underwater shots of the creature, once had to make an emergency bathroom visit while filming the scene. Brownie had been underwater for several minutes in breach water in full costume next to an unsuspecting mother and her young daughter on a, the nearby shore. Brownie said that they fled in terror once they saw him. She, he recalled they took off, and that's the last time he saw him. That's a, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Yeah. Oh. That's wild. Let's see. In an in an inter, in an interview, Julie Adams recalled that swimming for long periods in the frigid water was one of the most challenging parts of making the film. For most of production, the water tank used uh for most of Adams' swimming scenes was heated. However, the crew forgot to heat the tank prior to filming on a partic- particularly chilly day. Yep, that makes sense. Jump yeah. in. <laughs> that would have been funny, actually. <laughs> oh, it would have sucked. <laughs> she probably thought it was nice and warm and went and jumped in. It was fucking ice cold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, uh, director Jack Arnold claimed the main goal in making the film was to create a sense of dread. Arnold said it plays upon a basic fear that people have about what might, a fear of what people might be might have about lurking below the surface of the body of water. You yeah, know, the definitely. feeling when you're swimming in something brushes on your leg down there and scares the hell out of you if you don't know what it is. It's the fear of the unknown. I decided to exploit this fear as much as possible. Yep. Jaws would later basically take it. Oh, for sure. Own way. Um, in interviews, Ben Chaplin would often thank the the fans. For keeping the movies popularly alive, he believed that if not for loyal fans, this movie would have just been another long forgotten monster film. Yes, that is true, actually. Yeah. The fact that fans have just gravitated towards the creature for generations. Yeah. Made yeah. it iconic. Yep. And I got one more here. Uh the f- the first film that Stephen King can uh remember watching. Oh wow. Yeah, that's actually really oh, yeah. cool. That's kind of what I was saying earlier. I bet you a lot of movie makers and writers and stuff got a lot of inspiration. Yeah. Well, guys, that was Creature from the Black Goon. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was good. I actually like going back to those movies every once in a while. Yeah, me too. Just gives me a reappreciation. It gives me a break too because, like, I'm ranking all these years. (laughs) Yeah. And honestly, when you're doing one year. There's a lot of the movies that feel exactly the same. Yep. But it's like the same style of acting, the same style of filming, the same style of everything, basically. Even the same storylines for some. And then to just break it up and go back and watch something that's totally different. I love it. Yep. I totally agree with that. Um. Well, before we take off here, do you want to plug your account, Bo? Uh, sure. It's uh, Critic After Dark on Instagram and uh, Mrs. Critic After Dark on Instagram. And I do rankings on my main account. And then me and my wife re- review movies on the second account. It's basically both of our accounts. We, She does all the work and I just watch. But 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to throw that out there. <laughs> but I do all of the, like, writing and and uh, that that kind of job and watching. I watch the shit out of everything. So, yeah, I, I do ranking on my main account and reviews on the other one. And I'm going to be doing a lot. I'm going to expand outside of horror in the coming months. I wasn't planning on it, but I figured, like, I watch a shit ton of movies. And why not talk about all of them? And, like, it just it doesn't make sense to just stick to one thing when I have all this knowledge about all these other things. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, definitely. So I'm, I'm going to start expanding outside and whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't do it for anything other than just my own personal fun. So might as well just do whatever the heck I want. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, guys. We are Our Life in Horror. Um, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok. I'm going to say Twitter because it's just what's in my noodle. Um, uh, we also have a Patreon now where we do bonus episodes and after-hour pods. Um, we do all kinds of fun stuff on there. Um, go check it out if you want. And we're on all streaming services. Um, yeah. Until yep. next week, I got to figure out. We'll announce what the next episode is probably on Monday, and then we'll s- see you then. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll see you on the afterpod. Sounds good. All right. Stay spooky, guys. <laughs>